Eleven o'clock. Count one more time. Three, two, one. You're, you're very rude. Three, two, one. Eleven o'clock comics. Now. Episode ninety-nine. Is there really ninety-nine? It's ninety-nine. Oh my yeah. God! Eric Chavez hit two home runs today. All right, wait, 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 David. Woo! <laughs> nice. Thank you very much. Woo-hoo. Already with the, the, that'll be the only two home runs that Eric Chavez hits this week. Oh, yeah, or this this year. Hit me now. Um, David D, so, I'm sorry. Sorry for the baseball shit on you. Are we gonna? Are we gonna? Are we all set with our, our episode 100 plans? Or are we cool with that? We're gonna announce that. Yeah, I, I guess. Know. I was gonna throw the microphone down and quit. Yeah, you should <laughs> kick up your volume too because we want everybody to hear that. I thought we didn't have plans. I thought that the intended plan wasn't really feasible. Oh, we got plans. We always yeah. have plans. Oh, okay. It's true. Yeah. News on me. Well, yeah, you, break, out, you break did, out your video cameras. We did send you the memo. If you participate in the forum during the week, maybe you'd know. Oh! I've been on the forum a little too much lately. No, you're cool. I like seeing you. Yeah, me too. I like it when you get all fired up, all hot under the collar and get all pissing. All That's hot what I love. Yeah. 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 Seriously, WTF. <laughs> uh, C-O-M-G, baby. I want to uh, smack people that talk and text talk. Oh, oh God. Yeah. My wife, she's not too savvy on the, the text talk. And she'll ask me, what is this? What's BRB? And I say, oh, man, <laughs> come on. <laughs> He's, hey, it's Happy David Price, and this is 11 O'Clock Comics. You know who I am? Vince B. That's who you I am. Are. You are. You really are. I am. I'm happy. I'm all fired up. I'm so excited to talk about something tonight. I can't wait to get to it. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I was going to need a drink break later. Uh, I'm Christopher Nixon. <laughs> uh, rude. You're very rude. Well, what? Oh, oh goodness. There's John, John Stamos. You're so rude. <sighs> Cut it out. The, oh, I'm uh, David Price. <sighs> yes, you are. And uh, I hope you all are happier with me today than you were a couple days ago because I'm Jeff Bezos. Who? crickets what who's jeff so, what did i miss something wait jeff bezos oh boy, that's bad a rapper Be what <laughs> the founder and ceo of amazon.com uh, oh oh i get it yeah but you're not him no you're not you're, you're jason wood yes indeed and the four of us yeah jeff bezos, uh, we're on our forums though he'd be getting mad karma today that's oh, right. word. oh, I I got an email about that twenty five bucks. I ain't got the twenty five bucks yet, so, Me, so no, you I don't get it until you buy something. Because I did that today, and uh, Me too. It, didn't, it didn't happen. I figured uh, I, I have it. I might as well spend it, and it didn't work. Yeah. Huh. But wait a minute! Before you get all into it, the four of us have been gathered together tonight by the power of the Discount Comic Book Service. That's DCBService.com, where you, yes, I'm looking at you, can get your books at Wumba discounts. Amazing. You can't even believe how much the discounts are, but I'm going to tell you. 35, 45, 55, up to 75% off some stuff. And they are also sponsoring a little get together called the Summit City Comic Con. You can find out more at summitcitycomiccon.com. The date is May 22nd of this year. That's 2010. $10 to get in. If you're an artist, you will get a six foot long table gratis, free, no charge. 
some of the people who are going to be there, I love them. Andy Jewett, Ben Teed's going to be there, Chris Burnham, Dave Wachter, Jim Heffron, Jim Nelson, Jim Ruge, John Kulsar, Jonathan D. Gordon, Matt Gross, Matt Kent, Mike Norton, Mike Schwartz from the Oceanverse. And get this. Jay and Drew Sternitsky, the dynamic duo from Short Stack. Tales of a Superhuman Plumber will be there. Come on. Robert Atkins, Ryan Stegman, Sean Pryor from PKD Media, Steve Bryant, Tim Seeley, Zach the Contingent Crucy will be there. That's reason enough to go, everybody. Yeah, that's true. And along with this other stuff, if you are a DCBS virgin, you can enter this code EOC8 into your little web browser and you will get, in addition to the ridiculous discounts that they provide, an extra 8% off, unheard of, tridonculous, dcbservice.com. Pitch complete. Mm-hmm. There you go. Return to your discussion. I'm sorry for interrupting you. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot wait to meet Jim Rugg at that he, show. He seems mm. like a pisser. It, it, mm-hmm. He is He is very quickly turning into my like favorite creator of 2010. Oh, wow. Yeah. What would you? Well, I was. Uh, oh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to ask Chris, but what would he probably have to drink with Jim Rugg? If, if, if look at oh, you, he's, he's drinking Hurricanes. Oh. He's drinking the malt liquor. He has to. He's drinking ah. Anaconda malt liquor. <laughs> Cheap and I, nasty. What would you? No, I, I, I very much. Yeah, I very much see uh, Jim Rugg as as a beer guy. Nothing wrong with not, beer. Not, yeah, not and not a malt and not a Yingling guy either. I'm more oh, of a, more, a more of a hard hat beer. Kind of good, like a Miller oh. High Life. Oh, you mean swill? He likes the crap. Yeah. No, more, more of a you know hard hat beer guy. You know? Well, you know, look on the bright side. At least he's not one of those winos who like the grape. Those people, they're a little bit light, <laughs> light in the loafers, if you ask me. Can't trust so, them. So, 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 David, what are you drinking this evening? In I roll call. am drinking Century Cellars Merlot from 2006. Oh, speaking of devil, Merlot bitches. <laughs> Yeah, Merlot from California. Yeah. Every time you say that, I I just think of sideways. I like it, Merlot. I <laughs> 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 like that, right? Oh man, you guys are. That's a great movie. You guys are fired the frig up. <laughs> I will not drink goddamn Mer- Merlot. That's a great movie. Uh, Dude, real quick aside, before you go, speaking of Forrest Gump, as I walk to my office every day and I walk through Times Square, smack dab in the middle of Times Square is a Bubba Gump shrimp restaurant. No, and, no. Uh, yeah, and and I keep thinking cool. to myself, every day I walk past it, I have the same thought. How is this Bubba Gump shrimp restaurant still in business? I mean, like, Forrest Gump was a long time ago, and, like, at, doesn't that, that kitschy idea of going to Bubba Gump no longer hold much sway Dude, in the culture? It must be good. There is yeah. there is still there is still one. I be, I believe there's still one on Navy Pier here in Chicago, and I mean it's 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 a touristy chain thing, and I think it's transcended the movie and is its its own thing now. But uh, you're yeah. right. Hey, yeah, don't don't shit on Forrest Gump. It was good enough for Amazing Spider-Man. Come it's on. a great movie. Great oh, movie. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. It's okay. It's okay. Keep Jason, going. Jason, what are you drinking? I am drinking a whiskey sour. Ooh, heavy, heavy on the whiskey, light on the that, sour. That is, that's hilarious. Um, uh, Mr. B, what are you? What are you? Oh, what, what kind of whiskey first, Jason? Uh, some more of the uh, of the uh, bourbon that uh, 
that Mr. Val Staples sent. Oh, uh, did, did, was that the was that the Buffalo, Buffalo Trace? Trace? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Nice, nice. Now you using like sour mix? Yeah, um, yeah. I just, we got some sour mix from uh, from the, uh, the the liquor store that we we get our wine from and stuff. Yeah, it's not right, bad. Tell- I mean, it's very sugary, but it's good. Yeah. I'm telling you, when you come to Chicago, we're gonna we'll have a whiskey and squirt. It'll be great. Uh, Vince, how about you? I am drinking. Yingling, black and tan, baby. Oh, dark and creamy, delicious. Love it. I don't give a hoot what Neesman says. This lager is the best. It's tasty as hell. I love it. Gives me a lot of gas, though. So if you hear a couple during the show, that's me. It's a little gassy. It is a little gassy. Yeah. Spring has sprung in Chicago. Today we actually got to 62 degrees. Wow. No kidding. Oh, I'm just so, so thrilled about it and, uh, and figured that this was a, a perfect, a perfect episode to, uh, to uncork one of my, one of my favorite, uh, uh, spring and summer drinks, which is a whiskey sour. Nice! So, so, my yeah. boy! Yeah, so uh, I'm I'm not drinking as as high a class one as, as you. It's a uh, uh, Jim 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 Beam and sour. So, mm-hmm. and go. it it is delicious. And boy, I tell you what, the back door is open. One of the dogs is sitting hey, out now. on the back. Oh, I thought you were getting all frisky. Not that. No. Back door. He's wearing not his that. one piece pajamas. No, it, it, the- one way. One-way street, partner. <laughs> He's got the pajamas with the little flap with the on the flap ass. and the footsies, <laughs> hey, yeah. You know what? I actually am wearing my pajamas, and they are Chicago Bears um, um, pajamas. Bears. So. Yeah, that's, Bears. There you go. Cool. Bears. Bears. All right. Talk comics, boys. Yo. Can, can, I, I, can, I, can, I, lead, can I lead us off? Oh, oh you sure Holy is. shit. Sexy yeah. man. You know why he's doing it? Because he knows I want to talk about some. So he's like, F him. Yeah, I'm we're, going we're gonna, first. Boys, here's the game plan. We're going to take up as much time as possible. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, there was a really cool event this past weekend that I wanted to uh, um, let everyone know how, how great it was. And, uh, you know... It, it, we we all talk about you know the the comic book business and the the trouble that LCSs can can come into you know with all the all the stuff that's working against them just with the changing marketplace, but um, I mean there are there are still uh, comic shops out there that put together awesome events, but this was the first time I've seen two comic shops put together a kick ass event together, and that was Challengers Comics and Chicago Comics had the Strange Tales um, signing and and party and. Um, I uh, went to I uh, went to Challengers on Saturday for for the first part of it, and it was with uh, Becky Cloonan, uh, 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 Michael Kupperman, and I'll probably butcher his name, but it's Paul uh, Horn Hornschmeyer. 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 Yeah, yeah. You're, you're, it's Hornschmeyer. Just and, call him Paul. Uh, awesome, because he is. And, yeah, and, and he's a Chicagoan, so I should know that. But it was, it was a really cool event in, in that we went there and now you, you had, you had to buy the, the Strange Tales, um, hardcover to be a part of the signing, which I can mm-hmm. certainly understand that because, you know, these stores laid out a, pr- a pretty heavy expense to bring, to bring these folks in. Uh, I know that, uh, Becky Clooney and Michael Kupperman are, are from New York and, you know, all, all that stuff. So, so I, I don't fault the stores, um, by, 
you know, making you buy the, the new book that came out this week, um, to, uh, to bring it to the signing. But, um, there was, uh, at Challengers, an hour long question and answer session. And it was, uh, it, it was the three of them. And then probably, I'd say about, 20, 25, um, people that were, that were able to kind of get in on the, on the question and answer, um, section of it. And that was just some great insight, um, from people that are normally regarded as being, you know, indie comic creators that were working on a, you know, a project for, for a mainstream comic book company. And it was really cool to get their, you know, their thoughts and, and ideas on everything that went in to Strange Tales. And, uh, and then there was the, the signing afterwards. And I got some great, uh, great doodles in, in, in my books that, that Vince will be very, very jealous of. But, well. um, it, um, it, it also gave me the chance to, uh, to pick up the Strange Tales hardcover. And it is an absolutely beautiful presentation of this book and there's so much fantastic work in, in that anthology series that they put together so I, I hope if people have not taken the chance to uh, to pick that up that they that they do so and you know hats, hats oh, oh sorry oh geez George is not a fan of the strange tales no. there goes the China <laughs> I think my wife just came in so uh, all the dogs get into attack mode sorry about that um, but you know, hats off to uh, to Challengers and Chicago Comics for putting together a fantastic event and really showing what what class and quality stores they are by by doing that stuff. It was it was very very cool because not enough stores do that. And and if uh, if there were more that would um, that would care about the comic book community at large, I, I think that uh, I think that comic shops in general would be doing better. That's great. Wow. You were thinking yeah, I, about me all weekend, weren't you? Mm-hmm. I got Are there, and, and and the first thing I thought was Vince would be so jealous of me right now because, yeah. you know, it's like, you know, I, I, I enjoy uh, Tales Designed to Thrizzle. It's a lot of fun. It's very, very funny stuff. And and I got to, to meet and talk to, to Michael Kupperman for a few minutes, and I almost felt guilty about it walking away because it's like, oh, that was cool, but I know that you would like flip out to to actually sit down and talk with the guy and really pick his brain about stuff. It's true, and hit on him, yeah. and hit on him. So maybe <laughs> uh, maybe he was lucky that you weren't there. But uh, boy, I tell you, uh, Becky Becky Clunan was super cool and just a, just a great great gal. Uh, just very New York, very very New York, and uh, in kind of that you know alternative punk sort of way. But uh, um, one one of the really cool parts of the of the signing is that um, Mike Norton uh, dropped by and and he had kind of the smirk on his face, like yeah, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have Becky sign this, and he uh, and he shows me this this little um, this little mini comic, kind of ash can mini comic. Then he's like, "Yeah, she gave this to me at a Wizard World Chicago, like, like five or six years ago, I think he said. And it was whenever she was first trying to break in, and that was like her her self produced mini comic that she was giving out to people to to kind of break in and and do some work in the industry. And uh, I, I wish I I wish I had been there to 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 see her see her face, whatever whatever he laid that down to have her sign it. But I thought that was very very cool. Awesome, sound like a, a good time, Jason. Oh, what what were you going to say when when I horned in? Uh, I completely don't remember. So I'm carry so on. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. It probably wasn't important, or I'd remember. 
Yep. Oh, oh I know. I was sorry. I was going to ask. Uh, well, Chris kind of just touched on. It. I was just going to ask him if he had uh, ever, uh, in the earlier days of AC or, or at a con or something, spent any time with with those creators before. Um, no. Um, you know, because um, you know, Kaufman's, you know, obviously, you know, really, you know. Um, you know, fanographics guy. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Tales designed to Thrizzles, fantastic. But I mean, uh, I mean, he and Becky Cluner are both you know very much New Yorkers, and I don't even know if I had if I had met or seen either one of them at the last couple uh, New York Comic Cons that I had gone to. Pro- I, I'm assuming that they were there, but no, I had never spent any time with them. But uh, uh, they're uh, they're both both great talents. I wouldn't mind spending some time with Becky Cloonan. Ain't <clears throat> it? <laughs> I know. I gotta be me. I'm sorry. She, she is. Ah. She, she is a little cutie. She is. Nice little package. <laughs> Can I go off, please? I've been waiting to do this all day. I want to surprise David. Do it, because <laughs> I know I know David's gonna go nuts. He's gonna go oh. crazy because y'all don't pay attention on the forum, and I know David does. So when I when I hit you with this, you're gonna be like, really? But if if you do pay attention to our forum, you'll know who I'm talking about. I picked up Web of Spider-Man number six today. Okay, that's not, you know, an event in itself. But in addition to, there's three stories in this thing. Very cool. Uh, the first one uh, was written by Fred Van Lenti, drawn by Jeff DePaolo and Javier Rodriguez. It's a really cool story because it features not only the lizard, but my favorite Marvel character of all freaking time, David. Your, oh, man, thing. Yes, man thing. It's this cool little update on Kirk Connors. They they kind of dust off the 60s and and bring him into the present day. Now, th- you know the story of Kirk Connors lost his arm in the war, but Fred Van Lenty updated it. He loses his arm tending to an insurgent booby-trapped fallen soldier in Baghdad. How cool is that? Okay. That's kind of neat, you know, be these characters aren't getting any younger, and the readership's not getting any younger. So you have to at least revitalize them somehow, right? Right. So while convalescing in the combat hospital, Connors crosses path with with my man Ted Salas, who at the time was in the midst of that. Uh, well, back in the day, it was the Super Soldier Serum. Now it's called Captain America 2.0. Okay. And and the two men become friends and consultants on their respective projects. And, and the coolest part of all, if you remember your Man-Thing history, uh, Van Lenti kind of fleshes out a bit of the Savage Tales number one origin. Uh, remember the part when uh, Ted Salas is fleeing from his wife, Ellen, who was working with the AIM agents, gets in the car, injects himself w- with, the, with the serum and runs off the road, and that's how he becomes Man-Thing? You know where he was going? To Kirk Connors' house to warn him. That's so cool. Oh, Come that on. is cool. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's it's just a little tiny, almost superfluous little story bit, but it makes it so much cooler because mm. now you're you're linking a present day story with Savage Tales number one. Oh That's my god. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so the second story, more Spider Girl goodness by DeFalco, Friends and Basima. The third tale, and as soon as I saw the art. I immediately lost. I was like, "Oh my god, this is gorgeous! I get, this is so nice. This art is beautiful. It's so ultra detailed. Who did this?" And I, I did a little bit of searching. Uh, there's a, a Wrightson-esque complexity to the light and shadow. I see some Tom Sutton in here, some mm-hmm. Don Don Simpson, Steve Bissett. There's even David. If you remember Denizens of Deep City, Doug Potter. It even has kind of a Doug Potter edge. The man responsible for this art 
His name is Zerzo G. Penalta. Oh, well, 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 but that's not. Shut up! But that's not what we know him as because this guy was a member, a very vocal member of yes. our bullpen bulletins forum, and yes. he is a member of our forum now at Eleven O'clock Comics. But he's not too active. Mm-hmm. And if this is the reason why, then his absence is well freaking worth it. It's Laser Raw. Uh, he he did, he, you he, know Laser Raw. Come on, he's on our he, forum. He, this guy he did some. Uh, he did one of the. He did the D-Man story. And um, yes, in that assistant editor's uh, right, mm-hmm. book, right, that book, that book with uh, the cartoon version of Hawkeye on the cover, and yes, yeah. Oh, you have to see this art. Oh my God, it's so art nice. And, and and what a, I mean, as an illustrator, if someone told me you had to illustrate the primordial muck of the birth of life, then you had to you know illustrate dinosaurs in the Cretaceous and Jurassic period, primordial man, then to ancient Rome and uh, Da Vinci, and then on top of that, do. Do Kurt Connors in a lab setting with all the machinery. You have to do superheroes with Spider-Man, monsters with the lizard. This, unenviable. I would not want this job. He pulls it off amazingly well. It is astounding. Really, it is the one reason to pick up this issue. Laserah is going to be a huge star. I'm not kidding. You have to see it. Zerzo G. Penalta. And you you can see his stuff at Laser draw laser draw one word dot blogspot dot com incredible stuff cool awesome it's awesome and it it also it it has a there's a mainstream edge to it but there's also this kind of Corbin-esque yeah indie kind of kind of vertigo edge to it too it's incredible and the story is chilling it's it's about uh kurt connor struggling with that reptilian brain that wants to seek dominance and uh he's imagining like his boss is condescending and none too nice he's imagining himself as the lizard ripping his boss's throat out and then there's a female co-worker and he's like you know i can have you if you're good enough and he's and he's the lizard and his tongue is wrapped around her and her shirt's like open it's uh, it's incredible really and and i'm you know i'm not just saying this because the guy's a member of our forum this art is really special you must must see it awesome it's it's rights and esque. It's really good. You would think you were reading maybe a Bronze Age DC comic with how updated a little bit, and then there's a there's like the the beginnings of there's a beginnings of life juxtaposed with like this slime that's growing in the bottom of the sea. It's nuts. Beautiful dinosaurs ripping each other apart and uh, cavemen. It's crazy. It's crazy. Do, I do, I'm, I'm thoroughly impressed. Does it just not cease to amaze you the amount of talent? I know that that is on our forum. Just, just yep. from from like out of nowhere, the the people that post there, and you're just like, wow. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's 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 pretty pretty. Did you guys um, did you guys see who um who posted in the episode ninety eight thread today? Who's that? Um, gentleman named Lucas Testro is his name. And and he posted uh, in response to uh, to Wood talking about Jim Rugg and and yeah uh, and, and and Street Angel. Did you guys did you guys follow that that link through to? Uh, oh yeah yeah. The the Lucas Testro is a is a, a, a writer and director from Australia who did a um, a short film based on Jim Rugg's uh, Street Angel, which Wood talked about last week, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And 
it is awesome. I watched it. it. I I thought the same. I thought this is yeah, really good. It, I don't have anything to base it on because I I've never read Street Angel. Well, we'll go to go to streetangelshortfilm.com and uh, and check it out. Uh, but yeah, I was I was you know sometimes you see on on you know people will post on forums like oh I did this I did this short film for school and you, you right, click right. through and it's a short film that mm. they did for school. This is like <laughs> no, this guy is a director. And there was, you know, cast and crew and, um, b- budget and, and that, and it was some crazy, crazy stuff. And I was like, oh shit, this was like, this is not a short film. This is like a short film. And, uh, yeah, it was very, very cool. So, uh, nice. uh so, so go, go check it. I was, uh, I was, uh, um, very impressed and, and, and surprised at how awesome it was. It's like, wait, no, those are real actors. You know, kind of thing. It wasn't like you know these aren't like dorm mates. It's it's like real. Right. Act. So yeah, it was uh, it was awesome. But it's at uh, at streetangelshortfilm.com, and I'm so ready to get Street Angel. Have you had a chance to read it yet, Jason? Uh, I've started reading it today, actually on the way home, and mm-hmm. it's awesome. And by the way, if there was ever a book made for Julian Lytle, it's this book. Uh. It's freaking ninjas. On skateboards, <laughs> punching other ninjas in the face. Yeah, it's all about the punch in the face. Mm-hmm. Punch in the face. But so, and go out and buy Web of Spider-Man number six, and tell someone at Marvel if you write a letter to the editor, write a letter. I don't care. Email them. Tell them you want to see more of Zerzo Penalta, our buddy Laserhawk, because nice. he may not be a mainstream success. Because, like I said, there's there's a lot of indie goodness to his art, but this guy's. He's going to be huge. He's going to be big. You, this is not going to be the last time you heard his name, and I hope I pronounced it correctly. It's X U R X O. His first name. Yeah. I'm assuming it's Zerzo. Guy's great. Cool. Awesome. And if you want to see more of his stuff, come to our forum. That's right, forum.bullpenbulletinspodcast.com or www.11o'clockcomics.com. That's where we is. We be there. I loved it. Oh, and David, you thought that the gauntlet was rough up until now. The lizard, <laughs> lizard's going to be the biggest pain in the ass yet. He's nasty. Awesome. Oh, Connors is giving in. He's 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 bringing the lizard out. It's going to be so good. Read Amazing Spider-Man. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. And you know who's drawn the lizard uh, three-parter? Who that? Bacalo. Bacalo. Oh man. Yes. I just picked up uh, Shade the Changing Man this week. Oh, very nice. Red. Nice. I'm gonna have those bound. That's that's oh, my next very, very my next nice. my next bounded, binding project. Yeah. You bounded it. I'm bounded. I'm gonna get bounded. bounded. Your hair did. Getting your hair did. <laughs> <laughs> and my right, wife, so my so wife just gave me a refill, and she that girl whoa, can a reach that. around. She, no a oh, refill, and she can. That, my wife can make a drink. I'm telling you that. Oh yeah. <laughs> Hey, 11 o'clock crew. This is JT from Alberta, Canada. I thought I'd share something kind of cool with you guys today. Uh, went into the library today, pick up a book, uh, stopped by their kind of, uh, I suppose, slimmer comic section or graphic novel section. And what I saw that I thought was really cool is uh, they had just two boxes there of of issues, which uh, I usually don't see much in the library, but... Uh, you know, I thumbed through it, just seeing what was in there, and I was really surprised to see uh, a lot of more recent stuff. Um, not terribly recent as in of, like, last week, but we're still talking, like, some, uh, 
you know, some Red Hulk, um, you know, Amazing Spider-Man 600, and uh, many more recent titles that uh, are good stuff. And uh, yeah, I just got kind of kind of got me thinking. Um, it'd be nice if we uh, saw a little more of that in some libraries, at least uh, at least in mine. That'd be kind of cool because I know a lot of a lot of kids, preteens and teens, drop by there, and you know, it would be really cool is if you had a a box of those out there and. You know how hard it is to uh, get comics at uh, drugstores or supermarkets anymore. So imagine people walking in there and uh, seeing a box of comics, and uh, you know they could thumb through it, and be be kind of surprised or wowed by it, and hey, it's current. So uh, they might uh, they might go walk into a comic store, pick up something, and realize, hey, this ties into uh, what I saw at the library. So uh, yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. I, I've never seen that before, so I thought it would be. Uh, That'd be kind of sweet to uh, see a little more of because, you know, whenever I think of books, I think of the library, and I think it should be the same with comics. So, uh, yeah, let's try and get that to, to shape up a little more. It'd be sweet to see, uh, a, you know, a few more current comics or at least a uh, better selection of uh, comic books in uh, our libraries because uh, that'd be awesome, too. So, uh, yeah, I just thought I'd share that with you. And, you guys are all awesome. Love the show. Can't go without it. So uh, you guys uh, take it easy, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Woo. All right, somebody else take it up. I want to hear more about comics. Um, I got a couple things. I don't want to spend a ton of time on them because one of them is at people's anathema if we spoil it, but I just want to mention that I did read the um, – the probably the most controversial arc in a long time, the uh, the fables, the great fables crossover mm. trade. Mm -hmm. um, I, I've heard a I heard a lot of uh, criticism of, of the, hand, hand wringing, uh, yeah, gnashing of teeth. Yeah, <laughs> um, I enjoyed it well enough, uh, but I will say that I think I could definitely see if you're only reading fables and have never read or aren't a frequent reader of Jack of Fables, how this would have been hard for you to get really into because to my mind it was really very much a continuation of the jack of fables story that's been going on for almost the entire run of the book right. um, with some of the little bits about fables intertwined so it was almost sort of like a like one of those standalone episodes you'd see on x-files for for fables fans you know what i mean like it happened and there were little hints that it was part of continuity, but it, it, for the most part, it was kind of stepping away from the the ongoing arc. Um, so I I enjoyed it well enough, like I said, but I, I could see again why if you're just reading fables, this would have been a head scratcher for you. Um, yeah. But it looked beautiful, they, and, uh, and and I, I enjoyed it. I mean, I they almost I, should have called it the Great Jack of Fables crossover because yeah, right, exactly, <laughs> yeah, or just yeah, exactly something in the marketing, you know, that that didn't involve implying it was it was really about fables. I'm probably the oddest fables reader on the planet because I read Jack of Fables and I don't read fables. That's oh, so man. funny. Now, have you read, Have you read Great Fables crossover, Chris? Uh, I've not gotten to that yet. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I just I just got the last uh, Jack of Fables trade, which I, I guess the uh, uh, the Great Fables crossover. There is a Jack of Fables trade. That is that right? I or yeah, it's, is it or is it just? It's got issues that are from Jack of Fables that are in there. Right. Right. It, well, the way okay. it works is it's it's three issues of Jack, three issues of Fables, and the three issues of the Literals miniseries, yeah. all in one trade. It's it, the trade dress is actually a, as a Fables trade. It's it's the thirteenth Fables trade, but it's also the what is it the sixth or seventh Jack trade? I mean, it's, it's seventh, it, I think. Yeah. So. Yeah. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's cool. I, 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 I love Jack and I honest to God plan on catching up on fables one of these days. It's just going to take one of those, one of those weekends to say, yeah, you know what? I'm going to read 40 issues of fables this weekend. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Uh, what a way to blow a weekend. Um, hey, are you, um, are you reading, uh, Cinderella from Fable Town with Love? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've read yeah, the first yeah. two. I think I don't know, so I probably have the one or two that I haven't read yet. Yeah, I think the fourth, okay. fourth or fifth yeah. one just came out. Okay, and, uh, yeah. it's yeah, it's cool. I'm I'm really I'm I'm digging it. Yeah, now Chris Roberson is mm-hmm. he's uh I think I just saw him in previews. He's getting another. He's doing some pretty big book. I think uh, coming up, maybe a DC book. Yeah. Well, uh, what else? What else has he done? Because he's um. He's taking he, over a pretty big DC book, as I recall. I can't remember yeah. which one offhand, though. I, I think he's, I don't know if he's buddies with, but um, certainly a good relationship with Sturgis. And I think he had done some House of Mystery stuff. Um, he wrote that, um, if you remember uh, uh, the House of Mystery, the 13th issue with the Neil, mm-hmm. the Neil Adams art, he, he wrote oh, yeah. the, the, the story that Neil Adams drew. Ah, right, right. So, so there's there's some connection there with uh, uh, with Sturgis and 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 those guys. But yeah, it's I'm 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 really liking the story. The thing I like best about Cindy is because she's a fable, she has that that second life, but she has another life hidden from even the fables. So she yeah, has yeah. like two double lives, and she kicks ass. Yeah, uh, and and it's it's good to see her let her hair down literally a little bit. Oh, and, that's right? what it is. It's the uh, it's I Zombie. It's the book that he's writing in Mike Allred's drawing. It's the new version. Uh, oh, nice, oh, cool, yeah. cool, excellent, excellent. Yeah, it's yeah. uh, it's for me who who is just can't wait for the next Queen and Country book that will probably not come out until like 2012. Um, it, it's like just enough of a taste of Queen and Country to get me by right now. Well, you've got Stumptown. Oh, my bad. Hey. <laughs> Wait, no, what's going on with Stumptown? Well, it ain't coming out on, as, as it was scheduled, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, After swearing it was going to come out on schedule. Well, I mean, you you never know what happens. but uh, You don't rush greatness, right? Yeah, it, it'll come out. It'll come out. And it will be It will be fine. So, oh, it's it's, read, so read, read Stumptown and don't get hung up on. I, it's the second time today I've, I've heard people get rankled about stuff not coming out monthly. Yeah, you know right. what? Don't don't rush greatness. It's, it's well, I'll give you that, but then don't make a point of when you're doing press for the book of in, of of coming out and saying, "I realize I've been late in the past. That won't happen this time." Oh boy! Yeah, every sports team in the world makes press about how they're going to get better. So this ain't the only industry that does that. So oh sure, and those yeah. people and the sports teams get called out by their fans for that too. Oh sure, yeah. sure they do. Yeah, it's you know. Uh, comics charge, you know, a much uh, much lower entry fee to get in. So, but we won't get into that. So. Much lower, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but our stuff's prettier. <sighs> yeah. But so, David, you you don't read um, Jack or Fables? I, I you- just started reading Fables. I'm only I only have the first three trades, and I finished the third trade. So I'll be continuing nice. that. And uh, and eventually I'll I'll uh, follow along with Jack of Fables so then I can read this crossover. So I don't know when I'll get to it, but no, it's it's I do you know, now that the third trade I I, I read through that and uh, and as people have said, the first isn't the one to go by. You know that's not right. going to hook you. 
it, it gives you a taste of what to expect, what the world is like. But once uh, once you're past that, reading the second and and definitely by the third, you uh, so I, I you know I'm I'm hooked. Not not enough where I have to run out and get caught up with the rest of the trades, but I I, I do want to see where the story's going. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think Willingham was even feeling the characters out in the first first couple I, issues. I, I, I think so. Yeah, I would yeah. agree with that. Yeah. can't be beat. I, I still I'm I'm on the record. I think that's the best book month month after month. I okay. <laughs> no, I can I, I can see that because well, be careful. Oh, all right, well, no, this is Vertigo. It's not like it's DC proper. It's not like you know. Oh, I know. I know. Okay, so oh yeah, we can't, we can't do that. No. Speaking speaking of that person, did you guys get things in the mail from from Tim Records and Tiki? We can't open until next week. Yes. Yeah. yeah, dude, I was I was starting to open it. I know, I, I saw the back. I know. And my my wife says you can't open that. I'm like, why the fuck not? She's like, you can't open it until next week. And I'm That's like, right. what are you talking about? And so I flipped it over. It's like, oh shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that but was so nice of him to do that. Yeah. Yep. yeah. You know, but, we, but what but what Tim didn't tell you is that there's actually a kitten in each box. Oh, oh that great. I, it's going to be rotten. I would rather a puppy. But I, 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 get, I get All right. Here we go. I'm happy to have read this. It didn't it didn't give me cancer. No, that's right. I didn't, I didn't throw it down in disgust. Still walking. I, um it it is six issues, six uh various issues. It's um it's it's Brave and the Bold Milestone. So it's it's the collection featuring the three milestone uh themed Issues from Brave and the Bold. So you have Static, Hardware, and Zombie. And then it has three issues handpicked by Dwayne McDuffie. Uh, three individual issues. One of Static. I think issue 12, um, issue 16 of, of Hardware. Not the full, uh, issue 16 because it was extra sized. Yeah, it was double sized. Uh, right. With, with, with others. With extra stories. This is just the main story version 2.0. And then, um, I think like issue six of, of zombie. Um, now before you continue, what is yeah. this thing called? Brave in the bold colon milestone. That's what it's called. It's, it, it says it's brave in the bold milestone underneath that. And yeah, yeah, colon milestone. Okay, cool. Um, the, the three issues of, of brave in the bold are numbers 24, 25, and 26 and, and the three. Milestone issues from from the the early to mid nineties. Um, the this is where I I'm not a big fan of DC's packaging on on their collections because they don't they don't include the credits when they're reprinting the issues. You, you have the credits at the beginning of the book that tells you who the writers are, who the pencilers and inkers are. Unfortunately, you know, the writers they're not listed alphabetically, so you're 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 going to assume then that. They're in the order that they appear in the six issues throughout this book. Um, so Matt Wayne, Adam Beechin, uh, John Rosen, Kurt Busiek, and, and Dwayne McDuffie. The, those are your five writers from the six issues. Pencilers are Howard Porter, nice. Roger Robinson. Here's a good one. Scott Hampton, Ooh. Neil Vokes, Dennis Cohen, J.J. Birch. Anchors wow. are Howard Porter. So he Who cares about them anyway? Uh-huh. <laughs> Hillary Barta, who I'm nice. guessing, who I'm guessing Roger Robinson, Scott Hampton, I'm guessing, inked himself. Prentice Rollins, 
J.J. Birch and Bobby Ray. Now, J.J. Birch inked himself and Prentice Rollins and Bobby Ray inked Dennis Cohen, but I I've know that because I did some digging. The way they're listed in, in the order here, you'd ha- You'd want to know why, why did J.J. Birch pencil an issue and Bobby Ray ink them, but J.J. Birch ink Dennis Cohen. So it, it, just little nitpicky shit that I play with, but, um, I know you should be shocked. So once, once that's done, then they have the covers and tell you, they tell you who does the covers for the three Brave and the Bold issues because they, they have the information readily available. You don't know who did the three covers for the milestone issues, except you can tell John Byrne did the cover for hardware and uh Sean Martinborough did the cover to static. The Brave and the Bold stories are they're done in one. The story of Static is is him teaming up with Black Lightning, going up against Holocaust. And this is you know, you can I, I you definitely and, and not to compare, but there, there is definitely a, a Marvel style of telling a story and a DC style because oh, with, yeah. with with Marvel, you might know they might hit you over the head, especially if Chris Claremont's writing it. But you'll you'll know who everybody is in the book just by the way the characters are talking to each other. You know, you'll know that this person is the landlord and and this person you know dated this person and they're not seeing him because they went out once and it didn't work. So, but I'm reading this story and. I have a long time association with Static. I, I know his cast of characters, but you know they don't tell you who anybody is in the book. And oh, because it's, it's it's Brave and the Bold, you know you know that Jefferson Pierce used to work when when Luthor was president. You know he was in his administration, so they 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 touch on that. And you know you know if it's Luthor, if you want to look up information on that, you can probably read a Superman comic and get that. But there's just there's there's no place to if you want to know more, you can check this out. There's, there's, there's just there's not much in the story itself. The story was pretty cool with with, with Static and, and Black Lightning teaming up. The the hardware Blue Beetle story um, just felt like it went by kind of quick. Uh, hardware gets jumped. Actually, the the story in Hardware they they, they did a good job. Or, Dwayne did a good job of picking that issue of hardware for, for the back of the trade because it does kind of follow through with some of um, some of the storylines from over ten years ago, uh, and the zombie story with, where he teamed up with the Spectre more or less, and it's the um, the new Spectre. Um, that seems like a really weird choice, zombie. Like it, why it, why not why not yeah. Icon? Why not Icon and, and, and Rocket? You know that seems more. In accord with what DC's trying to do now, but zombie—it's like almost like a Vertigo character. It's and it, it definitely felt like a Vertigo story. It, it's dark. It's—I mean—and and Hampton's heart, of course, sells that. It's—it's um, not a nice story because you're right off the bat you're introduced with with this guy who's basically a textbook serial killer. He grew up um, mutilating insects and then rodents and then you know graduating all the way to pets and 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 apparently you know he killed his paper boy who was disabled and and they they, they really paint a great picture of his character um so it's 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 kind of a harder story i mean after you read a blue beetle story where you know and the the characters in the brave and the bold cartoon and it's and it's you know it is it's light and it's funny and and blue beetle uh, jaime is definitely a a uh a Peter Parker-esque character, and and you have 
Yeah. You, know, you, you have some witty banter and, and hardware is made, you know, the hard ass and, and Blue Beetle's just happy to be teaming up with the guy. And, and then you turn the page and, and here's this dude smacking around a woman and, and who ends up getting mauled by the specter who turns into a, a, a tiger. And it's just, it's night and day. A little weird. A little weird. And then, yeah. of course, you get the, uh, you get the milestone reprints and, and static, of course, is, I, I love the static story and, and hardware is, is it's it's a cool collection. I wouldn't say, hey, you know, if you're interested in the milestone characters, give this a whirl. I um I don't know what exactly this was supposed to accomplish. I'm glad I, I read it because I, I really do I'm I'm a huge fan of, of the milestone universe. I, I was there on the ground floor, so anytime any anytime there's a hint that they're coming back, you know, I'm all over it and, and then, you know, we get what we get. But I I want to say I recommend it only because of, of the talent involved. I mean, Scott Hampton and, and Hillary Bard on inks and, and, uh, and Howard Porter. It, it's, it's a neat little collection, but it, it really was just, it felt like it was all over the place. If, if it's kind of like, you know, Hey, if, if you're a fan of milestone, you'll like this. But I don't know if really it fits in anybody's collection. If if they're you know if they were reading the Brave and the Bold, where really this fits into things, you know, it, they there was uh, there's a neat little tie-in in the in the Hardware Blue Beetle team up that that that'd be neat to see if that plays out even in the DC universe proper. Um, and and I'd like to see you know Zombie would make a pretty cool Vertigo character or title, I think, but. I don't know. I, I just I wanted to like it more, more than I did. That's too bad. Am I still shitty? Yeah, yeah. actually you are. Sucks. That's a bummer though. I mean, because you do love uh, you you love uh, yourself some McDuffie and, and some Milestone, David. I do. In fact, uh, your your uh, very reasoned uh, explanation of your decision to pause <laughs> from Fantastic Four, I. I, sh- I could have answered the question myself when I asked you offhand when was the last time you really enjoyed the Fantastic Four and you <laughs> not coincidentally five fifty three that Dwayne wrote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I, uh, I mean, if okay, if 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 you want to talk about that, because I'm I mean I I know that there's oh no I mean I yeah I mean people should re- listen to Marvel Noise if they want the full explanation, but I'm just saying that. Uh, that it's just an evidence of your love for uh, for McDuffie. It's not coincidental, obviously. But it's not. I mean, yeah, that's that's when the last time I really, really enjoyed the book. But mm-hmm. I mean, I I just I have a love for that title going back to oh sure just before Burn started. But I mean, even even back then, and and you know, stick through it, and and then you know, I I didn't read the Loeb and Pacheco stuff. I I. I there are gaps I have in my Fantastic Four collection. I was there when when they did Heroes Return because Alan Davis drew the first three issues, and oh, you got and that right. Had, and you had the good Laroca, and 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 it was it was I was there probably for the first maybe year, mm-hmm. um, and then I just I, I kind of took a step back in, in general for everything. I, I I followed the first Heroes Return books for about the first year, so so the first the four books that that relaunched, and then. Um, I really didn't come back to the Fantastic Four until Mark Wade, Mike Waringo, and, and Carl Kessel came on. Oh boy! And there was that, and and then uh, and, and, I, and, I, and I no 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 there was there was there was the, there was that great run, and then okay. uh, and then I was there because no I mean that's it's it's very hard for and it was 
by today's standards, it was a long run. So yeah. Yeah. it was um, it's something that hasn't been repeated yet. I mean, there's yep. only been a hand, there's only been three or four creative teams since. Right, right. So I mean, I was I was there when when Straczynski came on, and and that didn't knock my socks off. And then and and Dwayne was there to just hold the place until Miller came on, and and that's when after the first that's few issues, that's when he shit up the place. You know, so, it's like, so I mean, I. It's not like I have a passing fancy with, with yeah okay you know I'll read it when I read it or you know I know these characters and I'll check them out but I mean I it it it's like Spider Man it's like really when when I'm when I do adore a book or, or a character like like Vince with Cable right now you know I mean the, the, oh. the second to last issue came out today and 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 oddly enough you know who's who did some of the art a ni- nice little conceptual tie to what you're talking about Dennis Cowan. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and and uh, just please put us out of our misery. Please, thank you for ending. So I, I just I, I will always give somebody a shot. I'm going to give them a chance to 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 win me over. And and I I was there for the first couple issues when when Miller and Hitch and and company started, and and it wasn't to my liking. And so Mm -hmm. I came back when when Hickman wanted to do his thing, and I, I have the Dark Reign miniseries prequel if you want to call it that and and i thought that was pretty funky and and it you know three issues in with with beautiful legal sham art and then and then we get the fill in the, the, the two issue fill-ins and i was like i'm not sure i know there's going to be a payoff i'm sure there's going to be a payoff but i just i'm not feeling it i guess i just <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't want to wait yeah you don't yeah. give you don't care that you're breaking my heart that that's well, that's I, who cares no, oh, no 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 what's fascinating to me is that you you know that I, there's a an ongoing discussion on the forums about, you know, someone asked, uh, "Do you guys ever find yourself buying books that you don't really enjoy?" Mm-hmm. And and I said, "Yeah, hell yeah!" And in fact, you know, that's I think one of the, the uh, common commonalities of many a long time, you know, mainstream comic book fan. Right, is that there are certain books we just seemingly tolerate even when they're not so good, and just wait for okay. them to get good again. Yeah, yeah, we're, we all have them, but yeah. it's just and and I I guess I would have presumed. You were in that camp too, but then I know how much you do love Fantastic Four, and and as you just said, you've taken big chunks off and are jumping back off, and it just strikes me that I, I assume there was a time in your collecting life where you would have just stuck through it. So I, yes. I'm just curious as to when, sort of, can you think back of when you decided, you know what, I don't need to just keep buying a book if I'm not digging it. Like, was that something you've done for a long time, or is it something in the last few years, or is it hard to remember? Ah, uh, probably within the past few years because I would maybe well I don't know because I didn't I'd have to check out the timeline because I did <laughs> you have it written down I, no, <laughs> no, no, no 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 I just the I'd Chronicles of Dapia there you go. <laughs> that's um, cute. <laughs> um, I, I bet you I can tell you when when comics became three bucks a pop. It was a lot easier to endure runs like the DeFalco run, which, in hindsight, weren't all that bad. Right. But, but I mean, it's it's easy to keep buying them when they're seventy five cents or a buck, or even even two dollars. But three dollars, uh, you know, you buy two or three titles that you're not really all that hot on every month or every week. It just keeps it adds up, you know. It it it's it. The, the price of the things is very detrimental to that. Uh, that's why we have a lot of these guys that are, that they'll give it maybe like two or three issues and they're gone. Like Tom. T- Tom could quit a book in the middle of a 12 issue run and he doesn't care. Now me, oh, yeah. I, I'd yeah. be like, I have to have all 12. Even if to resell yeah. later or, you know, just to have them all, I'll keep buying them. But well, you know, and, and Tom's inhuman like that. He could oh. just stop. Especially with the flash. But I mean, I'll go back <laughs> to, 
I mean, I'll, 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 I'll back issue dive. I'll, I'll, I'm not, I won't buy them new. I won't buy them uh-huh. new at, at a discount to the retail price. If, if, if I come across them, you know, three for a dollar or, right. or, or a bucket piece, mm-hmm. then yeah, you know, either I'll want to fill the hole or I'll want to finish the story or I want to actually know what I'm talking about. If I'm going to, if I'm going to talk about a story, I really don't want to half-ass it. I do it right, enough. Right, I really right. don't want to, I want to actually, you know, have an opinion because I read something, not because, oh, this is what I heard. So yeah. I'll, you know, the stories are out there. I can eventually finish it, but I mean, to keep it new now, it and, and if, if I'm not enjoying it, I definitely fantastic for these days and, 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 you know, even over a year ago, but probably, I guess I was even kind of finicky back in the night. I mean, not, so much because I mean there were other things going on where I had to cut back, but I was able to walk away from um, from the X Men shortly after Claremont left. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I mean I wasn't I wasn't there for the marriage for for for, for the wedding of, of Scott and Jean. You know I I I enjoyed most of the writing, but I mean I don't I guess I was I would have thought you'd be the best time. man. Yeah, you would have. <laughs> well, no, yeah, because I'd have been jealous of her. But I just I I you know. I, <laughs> There are there are gaps, yeah. Just I I guess it really does come down to am I enjoying it? Am I getting some out of yeah. it? You know, I'll tell you, it's amazing my love of cable for a book that has so many different time jumps and locale changes that and it's all over the place. The book in in like twelve or thirteen issues went absolutely nowhere. How is that possible? Mm. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, and and you warned me about it, and, and I was like, I, I was like, no, I love cable, I must read this. And when you resort to 1930s gangsters in a book like Cable, you have run out of ideas. Yeah, you know, it, it's sad, but and I kept buying it. There's only I one mean, more maybe, to go. Maybe there's, you know, maybe the bright side is now that these issues have been, these stories have been told, right? Then there's a well that. Somebody can call on, you know, in ten years, you know, like well, like for un- Van Lenthe. Yeah. Unfortunately, Mason. the well that they've I'm been tapping with Bishop and, and Cable, mm-hmm. it, it's not closed. Right, right. They they resolved absolutely nothing. So, whatever. I just I just get it over with, finish it, get Bishop out of the picture, and start over again with with some new direction. You know, exile cable. Yeah, send them oh, back you're gonna into. Get that. You're, I, mean, I mean, you're going to get that with with second coming. I mean, that's... yeah, cable so hot for the future. Send them away. Don't keep them in the present. Put <laughs> send them in the future and just let them do what he does. Yeah, it's just not working in our timeline. Whatever. Our meaning six one six. So you know. Okay, I'm going to tell this story here because I cannot, for the life of me, think of any other forum to tell this story and. Really, it's for us. I, I think, I think anyway. <clears throat> so I'm sat in the office, and my colleague is off at evaluation. He's valuing a property. Comes out of the valuation and gives me a call. And I pick up the phone and say hello. And he says, Matt. His name is Lee. Lee says to me, Matt, do you ever come out of evaluation and just thought that was my dream valuation? That that is a dream come true. And I and I said because he he likes the comics. And I said, were they giving out free comics? No. Okay, so what what was the dream come true? So he recounts his experience, and the experience goes something like this. Knocks on the door, and uh, he can hear uh, the yapping of a dog inside, and this little kind of Jack Russell with a pink collar runs 
uh, to the glass door and starts yapping at the door, and the lease thinking, oh my goodness me, who's, who owns this one? <coughs> so, excuse me. Guy opens the door, and he says, hello, my name's Dean, you might remember me. And Lee says, uh, I don't remember, no, don't, don't. He goes, well, you might recognise me, you might know me from TV, from uh, the Triple X channel. No, no, don't, very, very forward. He goes, well, um, <laughs> I'm, my name is Dean, but you might know me as Viper. Okay, no, sorry, not familiar. Oh, okay, not to worry. Well, I'm a pornographic director, porno director, director of the pornos. And, um, yeah, we do, uh, myself and my wife do a lot of work for, uh, for adult television. Oh, okay, fair enough. She's just upstairs. She's knackered. Uh, very busy. Do you want to come through? So, Lee is taken aback. Uh, and goes, yes, I want to go in your house. At which point he's shown through to the living room and the man sits him down and he says, myself and my wife are separating uh, because she's got, you know, a bit, she's just got into it. She's got into it too deep. She's been upstairs with these three birds licking away for about, well, for hours, and she's knackered, and she's uh, she's got into it too much now, and I can't have it anymore, and we're separating. Uh, I'm going to show you around. At which point, Lee's in heaven, because um, there's a porn studio in the back of the house. Uh, he's shown through to this big room, uh, which has apparently a fountain, a giant heart-shaped bed with a mirror above it, a big sound system, lights, cameras, the works. Um, in this big extension at the back with a big fuck-off jacuzzi um, that is uh, full of bubbles. And the bloke points to the jacuzzi and says, you can see him there, they've been shaving each other's bits this afternoon. Oh, my God! Um, <laughs> so, at which point he says, would you like to look upstairs? And Lee says, fuck yes, I want to go upstairs! Goes upstairs and the bloke's wife is upstairs in tiny white bra and panties with two other ladies uh, and unfortunately he's missed the action and they're getting dressed and getting themselves made up and stuff um, and Lee says hello ladies and uh, then comes back downstairs and unfortunately because it's a separation we're not going to get that property for six months now uh, by that time the porno business will probably have gone bust or moved location but oh my god I would show everyone that house you know it's on for 250 grand. How much do you have? 140. Fuck it, we're going. There's naked birds upstairs. <gasps> oh, fuck. Um, to bring it back down to comics, I'm all caught up on Fantastic Four, and it's got better. Anyway, if you don't play this, Vince, I completely understand, but um, you of all people who like the boobies, I'm sure will appreciate my excitedness because I've turned into a 15-year-old boy with a pack of porno playing cards. <clears throat> Love, peace, and comics. Bye, bye, bye. Let's get. Let's change it up. Do something else. Come on. Can I get a? Uh, I, I'm dying to talk about a, 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 a movie. A movie. Yeah. What this? All right, check it. Side. Hey, hey, hey! Dude, all I gotta say is, for as much as I adored aphrodisiac i just watched the movie equivalent of aphrodisiac black dynamite, black dynamite. yes black dynamite uh, i haven't <laughs> seen it yet oh, holy, I can't wait. holy shit it's that good it, it, it was incredible michael jai white it, it, it's just oh it's so good <laughs> every every thing that i just adored about aphrodisiac save for i guess some of the uh 
comic-y Marvel elements, you know, like fighting yeah. Dracula and shit. It's all in there. I mean, it's just it's perfect. I mean, I knew I knew going into it that it was a an homage to seventies black exploitation, mm-hmm. but I didn't realize that it was a deadpan seventies black exploitation movie. I uh, mean, is is it shot in the period style? It's shot in the period style. Bad special effects, period <sighs> clothes. Uh, they cut away bad editing. Bad editing. Like you know, he'll be in the middle. Of the, dude, there's one part where he's fighting a guy and and. And they, it's it's supposed to be where he, you know, they're play, you know, they're play punching, but the but the uh, it's actually McKelty Williamson accidentally slaps a guy, so he gets all pissed. So you see like you see like the bad editing, like a cutaway, and it's another dude, another actor. <laughs> it's hysterical. Oh, oh my awesome. god! Uh, you know what? That and, sounds a lot like what Rodriguez and Tarantino did with the uh, the Grindhouse movies. Exactly. Cool. Exactly like that. It's so good. I mean, I don't know how they filmed this movie without... But they must have had so many outtakes. I was waiting to see, like, the... Uh, you know, in Cannibal Run, at the end of Cannibal Run, when they show all the awesome outtakes. I was waiting to see if they have those, and they're on the... Um, I just ordered the... I got the DVD from Netflix, but I just ordered the... Uh, the I just ordered it to buy it, because I want to see if they have the extras. If they have outtakes, I will just because oh my god this is a movie i could watch 50 times it was so good what does and boot it was, mean huh what does boot mean what do you mean you, you said i can boot. Set up boot yeah and what does that mean oh just throw from how good it is just oh, so, okay. so overwhelmed with excitement um but no so, i feel so, like i'm in the movie oh <laughs> uh, it's so <laughs> good oh my it's it's fantastic yeah i gotta get it i'm getting the blueprint yeah oh it's so good i can't <laughs> oh man Back dynamite. There are, the, yeah. I, th- I think some of the special features include like alternate scenes, but I, oh. I, I really love seeing outtakes. I mean, I'll after a movie's done, I'll watch the special features to see if there are any outtakes, especially if if it's a movie like, especially a comedy, because they're not they're not keeping their shit straight as it is, and yeah. and yeah, for something like that. Although to keep the movie vibe going, I, I watched a movie. Oh boy! Look at this. What are we matinee idols? <laughs> hey, what? I, I watched Crisis on Two Earths. Oh, oh how'd you like it? I, oh my God, it was awesome. Oh, yeah, just, just don't, just don't, just don't tell Vince that because he's going to wait for it to come to the red box. You betcha. It should be already. And if I have a coupon, I'll get it. That's the only way. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. I, I download. I downloaded it today to my iPod. I got to. Uh, I'm going to watch it tomorrow on the way to work. Oh, you should. Uh, there you go, Vince, for your twenty-five dollar Amazon gift card. No, 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 no. Uh, I, I, I'm already have that spent. But I, I will say, uh, just to make not on, not to make Chris happy because it's the truth. Uh, we were in Target and I was looking through uh, movies and on the little preview screens that they have, uh-huh. they were having some previews of of that, and it does look very nice. It okay? is. It's, it's very. It's yeah. It's it's a it's a cool flick. It's um. Well written, animation's tight. It's it's um, a little thing, c- couple things. I, I I never reading all the different Justice League JSA once a year crossovers and and Crisis on Infinite Earths and everything else. I never really in my head heard Ultraman sound up like a like a mobbed up Guido dude. It's just it, it's never really come to my head, but it 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 does work. Um, well, it works because because the the crime it's all, cemetery it's all of family. America. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's 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 
a mob, and that was kind of my joke when I was talking about it on the the iFanboy show. Was that well? Apparently, in this universe, uh, you know, Clark Kent, uh, well, you know, Superman uh, landed in 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 Queens, not in, <laughs> in Kansas. Good. So you know, landed in Hudson or something. And I mean, and it even carries over because underneath the uh, each of the heads of 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 the crime syndicate, they they have. Families under them, and and they have lieutenants, and, and they get powers. So, so I mean, it, it doesn't make sense. I thought it was great to see the Shazam family. Lobo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, some of the. I mean, there was there was elongated Wait, man and Lobo's in it. No, yes. just a picture. Oh. No, he's in there. There's a fight scene with Lobo when they first show up at the uh... yeah at the docks. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I, the Shazam family is in it. It's it's. Now see, now see that brings up a very interesting point that um, um, Superwoman. Now mm-hmm. apparently she's been depicted as being the counterpart of a few different people throughout the history of that character. Now I was always because of, and this is really dorky, but because of Hero Clicks, and I have a Superwoman. <laughs> Uh, limited edition hero click and it's and it's named Lois Lane. I was under the assumption that Superwoman was Lois Lane, but I've heard other people say that she's actually a cipher for Wonder Woman, which seems obvious, but I've heard going one more step that she is a cipher for Mary Marvel, which would explain the Shazam henchmen ah, yeah. that 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 are are her bodyguards or you know henchmen or whatever. Which I'm like, okay, a Mary Marvel cipher, I can see that. That would that would make sense. She would obviously be powerful enough it, to to be one of the you know in in a family. So definitely, yeah. Hmm. So I don't know. Interesting. Interesting way to think of it. Yeah, the, the Spectre short was great with that whole seventies grindhouse oh, feel. I, I was I was a little surprised that it was a Jim Corrigan story. For no other reason, Vince needs to get this for the for the Spectre story. My God, you are you, talk, you, you are killing me with this. I'm no, it's, her, it's, you, it's you, good. Dude. Oh, don't, it, don't enjoy it, seriously. I'm telling you, seventies chickabow music. It is so so. Yeah, it's it's almost. Almost, I wouldn't call it Grindhouse, but uh, you know, it's got uh, film grain in it and, and seventies music. And, oh, neat! Oh, it's so and written by Steve Niles. It's so awesome. There you go. Um, I got something for Chris. Oh, yeah. Uh, just to bring up that dystopian thread from the last episode. Tra- trail that sucker a bit farther. I read the eleven first- o'clock is people. It's people. I read the first of a six-issue miniseries featuring a, uh, I guess, a city-slash-society that would make Philip K. Dick very proud. Mm -hmm. This book takes place in a a city called Shotgun, Shotgun City. It's an Orwellian nightmare. Uh, The the streets are strewn with uh, body-bonded, once-human nightmares and cybernetically altered people and animals, uh, bleeding-edge designer drugs and the police in this city uh are subjected to mandatory physical enhancement in this this uh man plus program and they've been granted a license to brutalize uh if you're on the streets and the police think you're uh doing wrong they will beat the shit out of you oh it sounds like gary 
Uh, <laughs> Indiana. <laughs> so uh, violence and bloodshed are commonplace in Shotgun City. And this is Johnny Jackson's city, for better or worse. He, he was a one-time cop who reluctantly turned private investigator. Uh, he's hip deep in cases involving, and, and this is his own words, let me get it, uh, cheating wives, homicidal neighbors, or brain-sucking aardvarks. When he realized, he receives a call from his old boss, the police chief, Milton Ellis. See, Johnny was one time uh, a cop, and he offers Johnny a proposition. Capture this drug czar named Hunt Cassidy, uh, a scumbag with which Jackson and his erstwhile partner on the force have history. Uh, and all your bad blood with the force will be washed away, and they'll give him his old job back for life. Because uh, Johnny balked at the chance uh, when they had the mandatory man plus augmentation that all the police had to succumb to, he walked away from the force. Uh, but like the mob uh, in Shotgun City, no one walks away from the family. This is choker number one. Uh, yes. So much good about this. Oh, man. Uh, from Image Comics, it's written yep. by Ben McCool mm-hmm. and art designed by the Titanic Ben Templesmith. Oh my Ooh. God, it's so good. Um, it's uh, Templesmith's Shotgun City is a dirty, filthy, gritty, steamy, sticky, stinking carcass of a beast. It's almost entirely devoid of color. Um, is it? Is it? Is it similar to Fell? Uh, in that it's the same artist, I would say yeah, but <laughs> okay. but, but no, a story wise in, in tone, yeah, you know. kinda. But okay. uh, you know, e- even at the heart of the city, with the neon and the flash, it, it's, it's like strangely subdued, like as if the city was sucking the life and the color from its inhabitants. It's not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Temple well, Smith is the my, yeah. Temple Smith is the maestro of this kind of stuff. I mean, yeah. few guys can work the darks and shadows as well as Ben, but it's really dark. It's there's there's a lot going on in these 22 pages. Uh, in addition to the main story with the capturing of the drug czar, it opens up with the the kidnapping of a child named Tabitha, who's mm-hmm. fed fed drugs and kept in a cage in this grimy basement. Then you have this designer drug that was synthesized from vampire DNA. <laughs> it's crazy that that gives anyone who takes it the the physical traits and powers of 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 a vampire and Johnny himself there's a little implied subplot going on he's got a black metal arm so so you don't know they they make no indication of of why he has a replaced arm or or how he got that way but um it it's really really well done i love ben temple smith i mean yeah, I'm kind of biased because I think the guy can do no wrong. But if if you're in a shiny, happy place, this is not the book for you. It's very dark. You very know, I, dark. I I love Temple Smith's work, but um, who who's his colorist? Does does him. he have does any paint? Yeah, he does it himself. That he is the colorist for his work. Mm-hmm. The, he did all the color in in Fell. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, well, hats off then, yeah. because. You know, I, I've seen I've seen the actual you know the quote unquote original art. You know the 
before it's before it's di- digitized and colored, and it's it's pretty simple. I mean, I mean, there's amazing line work there. There's um, a fantastic atmosphere and form, but w- it, there's really something that happens digitally that gives it the the atmosphere right. that uh, that we love. And uh, um, you know, one, one of the things I, I I do really like about his original work, he he works on a he works on a gray paper most of the time, and so he'll actually use a lot of um, uh, like white chalk uh, or you know chalk you know chalk pencil um, for a lot oddly of his enough, highlights, which is beautiful. You so. can see that in the back of the book because there is yes. a two four page um, unveiling of Temple Smith's process. From, oh, from, awesome. from pencils to, to inks to gray tones to color. But, but Vince, you know what I'm talking about. The pencils are very sparse. Um, to a point, yeah, because I mean, when you're, when you're the They're one sparse. man, when you're the one man band and you call all the shots from, from line to color to layout to everything, you can be sparse. You have the sparse. You have that luxury of indicating yeah. to yourself where something right. can go. But, uh, from what I've seen in the back of this, the, uh, maybe it's a cover, but all the lines are there. I mean, yeah. he's he's not uh, he's oh, not fooling I, around. One one of the things I you know I like about about Temple Smith more than anything, it, it, he's very unique. I mean, you see something that's that's Temple Smith, and there's no there's no doubt in it. He is he is his own artist, and that yeah. that's that's very cool. That's that's yeah. something that's uh, um, pretty pretty awesome to and be you, able, you, uh, to be that recognizable. If you've read Fell and some other, uh, and uh, what was the uh, Area Fifty One, the uh, the oh, book Grim Lake, Grim Lake, Grim Lake, Dude, yeah. Pick, pick up, pick up that that first Hatter M book is right. Awesome. But uh, if if you're you're familiar with Temple Smith's work, he has a tendency to shorthand things that aren't important in the scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, he'll 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 focus on the the. Uh, crux of the of the panel the what he wants you to see and everything around it is kind of almost gestural there's none of that in here yeah i, I love this 30 is, days a night but it is a storytelling nightmare um visually i mean it can you can become so lost in it i mean vi- visually stunning but storytelling nightmare from yeah you know it's funny i i thought that uh i thought groom lake was was a whiff but not because really. Of his art. Not because of his art, though. I just oh, the story. That. Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, it was it was uh, a vanity project, but yeah. So how was I mean? How was McCool's writing, Vince? Because I think uh, it's tight. I, mean, I haven't I haven't read it yet. I, but it was a pretty pretty hyped book. I mean, they made yeah. a lot of it's um, noir. I mean, it's 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 in the ballpark. Uh, he, he obviously he's a PI. He's a hard drinking, hard smoking guy. And I'm I'm in the first couple pages. I'm waiting for it. And he he hits you with it, and this this is Shotgun City, my city. <laughs> it's where <laughs> angels it's where angels come to die. I mean that's it's dripping with noir, right, it, right. But it's very good. The the Temple Smith has a knack for drawing the detritus, the scumbags, the 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 ne'er do wells. It's uh, there's a there's a dog walking down the street, and it has like a VR helmet on with wires in its back, and you get these these guys in a rave, and there's vampires running around, and the lights, and the the you can actually feel the music. It's so vivid. Yeah, I I I really can't so critique critique anything about Temple Smith because I mean he's in in my zone. I just love this stuff. Is the art more detailed than you're used to getting from that's him? What I, that's what I was saying. It's a lot more detailed. Cool. Yeah, yeah it yeah. is. I, and there's a 
there's a pile, not a pile, there's a few trades next to me, and this keeps making its way to the top, and then I read something else. Uh, you're breaking up, buddy. You're really? breaking up. Yeah, you got to do that yeah, again. For a second there, yeah. Yeah, do that again. You're better there's, now, though. David's, a, um, David Solo, take two. There's a stack. Not so much a stack, but there are a few trades I have next to my desk. And one of them usually makes its way to the top, and then I end up reading something else. But now that everybody's talking about him again, although Temple Smith isn't somebody that you read if you, know, you want to stay in a happy, good place. Mm-hmm. The first volume of uh, Wormwood Gentleman Corpse. Okay. Ah. I haven't haven't read it yet. I keep meaning to. I had I've probably had this book for at least a year, so I'll uh, I'll crack this open probably this weekend. Yeah. Sweet. Hey, um, I got something that a uh, little discussion topic, if I could, for us. Uh No, of, of an upbeat matter. An upbeat matter. Uh, one of our. Uh, forum members, I believe, contacted me, and I know he contacted Chris, too. Um, he's going to Emerald City this weekend, which, uh, for those uh, that don't know Emerald City, is pretty much the first quasi-mega-con of this year. It's, the, it's got a lot of people good. It's got a fantastic guest list. I, I am it is of one it. of... It is... No, not one of... It is my favorite convention in the country. Wow, that there I've you go. Been. Emerald City is an amazing, amazing show done by people that absolutely love comics. And if you are anywhere near the Pacific Northwest this weekend, you should go to Emerald City. It, it's, a, it's a fantastic convention. Mm-hmm. And to that end, he asked uh, – well, he asked me, and I think he asked Chris as well. Um, since it's his first convention, if we had any tips for him um, in terms of going to the con, just things that uh, would make his experience more enjoyable, easier, less stressful, that sort of thing. So I thought – what better uh, group of uh, knuckleheads to talk about this than uh, you boys? And since Vince puts this thing out too sweet, I figured, um, you know, since the first big con of the year is, is coming up this weekend, maybe we could, uh, if, if anybody has a, a pointer or two uh, to to people out there that uh, might make their con-going experience better. So, cool. who's got something? It's one of my favorite subjects. Wow. Thanks for bringing it up, Jason. You're welcome. Uh, I would say just, I mean, this is niggly, but bring something to munch on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you obviously will bring a backpack if you're going to be buying stuff. Bring a backpack and make sure you have, like, granola bars or stuff like that because, the number one, the food at these places is not all that great. And, and it's expensive. B, it's very expensive. I, so, I mean, a big bottle of water, stuff like that. I do a convention bag i've got a courier bag and i'll just make it real short and sweet what i put in my courier bag is uh probably like four cliff bars for just that reason a couple bottles of water a stick of deodorant um very important it's like uh, kryptonite at a convention yeah. though um <laughs> <laughs> no, I, that was that was one of my uh, recommendations to him as well. You know, make sure you're you're showered and cleaned and wear deodorant. I know it's, it sounds like a joke, but it's yeah. people no. get right. People, yeah. Yeah, I, I put I put I put in an extra T-shirt, aspirin, 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 aspirin. Mm-hmm. Here's another big one: anti back hand sanitizer. Keep it in oh, your bag good, yeah. or your pocket. Use it over and over again. Take vitamin C pills before you go. Wow. Do everything you can yeah. to not yeah. get sick. Hey, man, an ounce of prevention 
and True. I'm serious. I've no. I've I've gone to conventions, not done this shit, and I've been sick for a week and a half afterwards. Wow. I've gone to conventions, and I've I've done this stuff, and I'll come back, and I'm fine. Any antibacterial um, hand um, sanitizer, uh, vitamin C pills, and lots of water, and you will you will thank yourself and anyone else um, afterwards. But yeah, that's what I put in my compact is, yeah. is stuff stuff to eat, stuff to drink, and stuff to not get sick. I don't know. Maybe it's the radiation in my blood because. I don't, I don't get, I don't take any kind of precautions. Hand sanitizer, I don't use it ever. It's because you don't shake hands with anybody. Yeah, I do. I get sure. intimate with a lot of people. I know I am. Um, yeah. being with the hugs and stuff, and people are sweaty, you get that stuff on you, but I'm, I, I don't get sick. I don't take vitamin C. I, you know, and I have never come back from a con and, and, and become ill. I just, don't, I just don't do it. I don't. I, I've, got, I, I've got this. I, I get made fun of by by Sal every year because I have right. this. I I have no. I have this. I have this ridiculous compact that. <laughs> but what's funny is that he always ends up asking me for something out of the compact. Uh, <laughs> That's Sal for you. Yeah, I, I keep, you know, stuff like, you know, throat lozenges and gum and just anything that I might need throughout the day just to make life a little bit easier. Just, just, you know, realize whenever you go to a show, you're probably going to be on your feet for eight hours and you're going to be running around and food is expensive, drink is expensive. So bring some of that stuff with you whenever you can mm -hmm. and, uh, um, other than that, you know, travel light. You know, you go there to have stuff signed, but um, try and travel light. And I can hear Tom fucking laughing now um, from the stories from me bringing, you know, tons of hardcovers to New York. But, uh -huh. you, you know, just, yeah, wear, wear comfortable shoes is another Yeah, that thing. was another thing. Yeah, um, definitely from the the artist alley and, and, and purchasing perspective, a couple things. Uh, bring lots of cash because – Cash is king at these things. Yeah, you bet. Um, definitely, if you are interested in getting sketches or commissions, um, especially at a bigger con like this that has some a lot of great "quote unquote" A list, you know, artists, you want to get there. Ideally, you want to get there right at the open of the first day. And if there's say someone that you just absolutely want to have a commission from, and they're a name artist. Go to their booth first and foremost because some of them do. You know, each each artist has his own process. I mean, some you know do a lottery, some some give mm -hmm. tickets out, and then you come back. But for sure, the one thing you want to do is if there's one guy you really really want artwork from, go to his table as soon as you can when it opens, when the con opens, because that's going to be your best chance. Because a lot of yeah. these guys will just fill up, you know, first come first serve, or right in the morning they'll take all their orders for the weekend and then be done. And my my experience has told me that even when these guys take the list, they usually don't finish through the list. So yeah. um, that's that's definitely thing. The uh, the other cool thing though is that is so kind of prioritized. Take a look at Artist Alley. You can see on the web who's going to be there, where they're sitting, and just prioritize. If 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 it's a bunch of guys that you, you're not familiar with, you could get great, great, inexpensive, and awesome artwork from guys that you may not know yet. I mean, you know, we we talk a lot of our buddies, right? I mean, guys like Dave Wachter and Andy Jewett, and these guys that that are unbelievably talented illustrators. Mm -hmm. 
um, that, you know, maybe because they're not quote unquote on, you know, big named big two books yet. Um, but go to artist alleys and they'll, you know, they'll sell you beautiful commissions for, you know, 20, 30, 40 bucks that are as good, if not better than a lot of the stuff you'll get from, from other people. So don't be afraid to, and you know, these guys will have their stuff on display. Um, so don't be shy. I mean, I, I, most of my favorite con pieces are from, um, that I probably spent, you know, no more than 40 bucks for tops, you know, because they're, um, can and I everyone, what, what's what's the what's sure, the yeah. fir- what's the first booth that you should go to for awesome sketches? Hero Initiative. You got it. Seriously, mm-hmm. seriously, because those guys that do sketches at Hero, absolutely, they throw themselves into it because they know it's for charity, and you get awesome stuff at the Hero Initiative booth. Mm-hmm. True. But what I was going to add to Jason's is. We all love our John Romita Juniors and all the big names, but mm-hmm. please go to Artist Alley, yeah. off the, the off-the-beaten-path part of Artist Alley, and look at all the, the diverse work that is available at, the, at these shows, and just please, I'm begging you, talk to these people. Oh, yeah. totally. if, yeah. if you see something that, that you like or you're inter- in which you're interested in, talk to the artists, get their opinion, you know, and... and by all means, if you enjoy it, buy something. Because, I mean, we know a, a boatload of people who make a lot of their income at these shows. I mean, they depend yep. on these shows just to keep doing what they do. And it's very important that if you, if you like something, throw a couple bucks at them. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's not going to kill you. And the big names are already getting paid for being there. These guys have to work to make ends meet at these shows mm-hmm. so go to the 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 artist alley and buy something and because it's your first convention i'm assuming it's going to be like booby heaven information <laughs> overload you're going to be mesmerized yeah. by everything around you and and uh, a lot of the buys what you think will be buys will be not so good as the convention progresses so don't throw your money down yep. on on books the minute you get there. Obviously, if you see a hardcover for five bucks, it's not going to get much cheaper than that. Buy it. But if there's like a, a, a vintage back issue that, you, uh, that you're looking for and you see it for a certain price, wait it out. Because by the third day, I, I will bet you that that book that you, you want so badly will cost you at least 30 to 50 Yeah, absolutely. Less. Vince, you, you hit on yeah. the biggest thing. If you're, if you're shopping for almost anything at a con, and again, I, I know Chris has been, I have not been to Emerald City in particular, but for the big cons, San Diego, Chicago, C2E2, New York Comic Con, any big one where there's lots of vendors, uh, as Vince is alluding, you will absolutely 100% get things cheaper at almost every vendor on Sunday than you will yep. on Friday. Oh, yeah. And that's simply, that's just a byproduct of, for those that are wondering why that is, uh, they just don't want to, it's expensive and time consuming to lug it all back home with them. Yep. And they, you know, they want it basically just, they want to clear out their inventory. And so, yeah, now listen, does that mean you're, you're not going to get a, you know, gem mint, uh, you know, fantastic four number one for a hundred bucks on Sunday, but, Almost anything, even high-end back issues down to, you know, three for $10 free paper packs. If you see a booth that's selling for, for two for 10 on Friday or Saturday, chances are it's going to be three for 10 on Sunday. So be patient. Or you know? four, that, yeah. Yeah, it's hard to be patient, and I, and I know we all four of us can attest that you get there. It's hard not to want to dig in and buy something that first day just because it's so much fun and I, I certainly I will buy stuff on the first day because I can't resist but if patience is usually paid off so yeah. absolutely Here, here's here's oh, what I do you know. when, when 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 sorry when when we get to the convention uh, and it, we're going to be there for a significant amount of time couple days what I'll do is I'll buy one thing 
just to read on the night the, in the back in the room uh, on that night that and that keeps me sated until the next day when prices may be lower and the third day obviously they're they're way lower so yeah just th- throw a couple bucks at something initially just to you know squelch that oh i bought something you know and but then later on that's when you're going to get the really good bargains and you're going to need a wheelbarrow to get everything home mm-hmm. like david <laughs> oh and another thing i know i'm not really that into getting signatures i mean i do on occasion but it's it's not my bag but it's a lot of people love that's one of the main things for people go to artist alley or go to the the publisher booths um if you're into signatures um as chris alluded with hero initiative that's a great place to get signatures from guys that you would otherwise have to wait hours in line the other thing is realize that if it is someone that's that's a big name or, or a veteran that doesn't go to a lot of cons be prepared to wait in line. It's like going to Disney World. You, you may have to wait in line for, you know, 30 minutes to an hour, depending if, if, yeah. if they don't do a lot of signing. So, so go into that with that mindset. Um, so maybe have, you know, your iPod with you or, or, or a comic or something to read while you're standing in line so you're not bored. The other thing is, is, is I know this is going to be controversial because there are people out there listening that probably do this. Personally, if you believe in karma and being, uh, you know, a good con goer, don't bring 50 comics and have yeah, the artist sign 50 in that. front of you because lots of people do it. And I'm actually shocked a lot yeah. of artists have no problem with signing 50 books from someone if they bring them up. Yeah. Personally, it drives me up a wall to see that happen, and I just think it's bad for them. Again, because you know, if you really want the guy's signature and it means something to you, bring one or two issues that yeah. are meaningful I, to you. And, yeah, and that I really, really, uh, case, case in point. Azarillo was at uh, a, a wizard show a couple years ago. Did I bring the first 75 issues of 100 Bullets? No, I brought issues 1, <laughs> 25, 50, and 75. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, I had him, and I had him sign those, those four issues. But and what is the point of getting an entire run signed? I, I, that's so you just can sell them on eBay. Exactly. But, uh, I mean, other than that, why? What's it, does, it, does it magnify the experience with each successive signature? It doesn't make sense to me. No, right. Maybe one, maybe two. All right, you yeah. met the guy, great. You know, why the whole run? I, I on, on, really on that whole that. note, and, and not everybody gets to go to a convention with, with friends and that kind of stuff, but that's the biggest thing I can say about conventions is that, you know, C2E2 is coming up and am I looking forward to um, seeing creators and going to the booths and shopping? Absolutely. That I'm looking forward to that. What am I looking forward to the most? Spending time with my friends who love this hobby as much as I do. That's the biggest piece of advice I can give about going to a convention is go with your friends and have mm-hmm. a great time. And yeah. you know uh, something I learned in the last few years is that you know the convention, the actual operating hours of the convention are awesome, but all the fun happens after the convention oh, whenever yeah. you're hanging out with your friends. Yeah, for sure. And, and and not only friends, but that's when the pros mingle with the with oh, the yeah. Fans, yeah yeah, which is yeah, awesome. Fans, yeah. Yeah, so you know, uh, don't be don't be afraid to to hang 
to hang around the the convention area or the hotels and 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 not to be that Stalk. creepy and not not to be the creepy stalker but to uh to have a few beers and and have fun and 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 be relaxed and and hey if you happen to meet a creator whose work you enjoy you don't know, talk to them like a human being and right, enjoy, exactly, enjoy, yeah. enjoy their company don't don't be too much but just say hey man i love your work and and can i buy you a beer and and that kind of stuff and that's that's what I've really come to to absolutely mm-hmm. love about about comic conventions is, is spending time with my friends and making new friends. So yeah, and, 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 and you know I'll, you you get no, from guys like Warren Ellis and and the big names you get the stories of yeah the the limo picked me up at the hotel and <laughs> it, it was terrible because there wasn't the kind of water in there that I usually like. But if you talk to guys like John Colsar and Andy Jewett and Steve Bryant, you get the real you get a whole a big complete picture of the comic industry not not the uh-huh. the stars you you get the guys that are really living it the guys that well, yeah true. i i sold that extra book and it made my my day totally worthwhile mm-hmm. you know one yep. extra book can really make these and you hear it these are the guys in the trenches i know that's kind of trite to say that but it's no, true. true but also yeah. though to that end vince because I, I i know you don't mean to imply this but i want to make sure that that again for people that aren't there may be the the stories of some of the the diva guys or whatever like you're alluding but one of the the cooler things i've found about cons excuse me is that is that especially the bigger ones is you really have the opportunity to to speak to some of the stars of the industry the guys that you would just adore their work and for the most part nine times out of ten they are completely excessively normal nice dudes i mean you know whether it be you know walt simonson or you know i mean uh, uh, jeff johns i mean you you, these you'll when you if you get the opportunity to meet them you'll see they're just dudes they're not and they're more than happy to say hello to you and appreciate the kind words because you know i think sometimes people forget that you know we all like to be praised it's flattering Uh, you know you don't want to believe your own hype but it's flattering when people say they like your work and i think these guys they wouldn't go to cons if they you know there are there are there are artists and creators that don't go to cons because they could really don't care about but but if they're there uh they you know they, they appreciate the kind words and they appreciate being talked to like chris said like a human being because they are right. they're just normal people but, yeah. but on, on the flip side though remember that these guys are in a very uh what's the, the word i'm looking for they're 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 there to perform so there's a lot of pressure there's a lot of people there, there's a lot of people throwing words and money at them so it's a strenuous experience for a lot of these guys if you absolutely love joe blow's artwork or or his oh, story or his storytelling do not be offended if he does not roll out the red carpet for you and and just fall all over you these guys are in they're working and in yeah. a lot of cases, yeah. they're under a lot of stress. So mm-hmm. you have to thicken your skin a little bit and understand that these guys are there for a reason. And if they're not completely cordial to you, don't take it personally and don't let yep. that taint their work. Exactly. Because, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, right, yeah. because sometimes they're busy. Sometimes you're you're walking up to say hi to them and they're sitting there talking to an editor about possibly getting a new gig. And, and Right, and you're horning in like yeah. with, your, with your stack of books. But... Um, and I know John Byrne has a lot of stories attributed to him over the years. Not, not particularly flattering stories, but there's a reason why. John Byrne is incredibly popular, or at least he was at one time, and, and to a certain degree still is. And he has everybody and their brother at shows demanding things from him. That, that could sour. I don't have to worry about even, that anymore. Even, 
even the, the you know the, the majesty of David Price. If you go up to David and just keep oh, demanding geez. things, I mean, he will even buckle under the pressure. So just take that uh, to heart that these guys are human, yeah. and they may not always act the way you want them to act, but you're not them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. But just go have back fun, off. Spend time with, spend time with <laughs> your friends and and have a have a great time. Convent. Yeah. I am I am going through major comic book convention withdrawal right now. You. We're, We're going to have fun. That. Yeah, uh, we all go on a C2E2, bitches. Um, that's right, people. So for those that don't excited. know, it's official like a whistle. We, for the <laughs> first time. Awesome. Yeah, like that's that? awesome. Yeah, that was one of mine. Ooh, you got my notebook. back of a t-shirt. Yeah, you like that? <laughs> for the first time in the history of our illustrious show, the four of us will be attending a con together at C2E2, breaking it in like a virgin on the altar, baby. Oh, no. Yeah, it's true. And it, like you said, first time, which is going to be awesome. If you see a real tall, good-looking guy with this short, bald Italian guy on his arm, that's me and David. Come up and say hi. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to get you all fucking blind drunk. And oh, it's I awesome. I can't it's gonna wait. It's going to be awesome. I oh. can't remember the last time I saw Chris, and oh, it's, it's going to be so my fun. first convention since I think sometime in 2007. Wow! Oh, that's oh too long. We are going to have such a good time, and we're going to be oh yeah, blind, stupid, drunk. It's going to be it's oh, going to be great. And, and speaking of that, in all seriousness, because we discovered a little bit of this in New York Comic Con, uh, Vince, you and I, that that uh, if you if you happen to recognize us from pictures of the web or whatever, and you want to say hi, buy us drinks. Well, yeah. Don't, <laughs> no. don't 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 be for God's sakes. I mean, do not do not be afraid or intimidated to come and say hi to us because oh, Jesus, true. Why? by so many I people know. that they were intimidated to say hello or or saw us and didn't want to bother us. We are not artists. We're not no. you're, you're, bother no. us. Yeah, bother us. Back, back that stop. truck up. Yeah. Bother <laughs> bother us by buying us drinks. But, you know, and Julian Lytle (laughs) said this at Wild Pig, and it's true. Not so much Jason, because Jason has this this cute little baby face. People think, (laughs) when they see me, people think I'm, I'm... for some reason, they back off. I don't know why. And you I have look this, angry. You do. I, I know, and I have this problem away all the single issues, bitches. Yeah, no shit. It's like you're in the front of that fifty cent bin, and oh, I'm I'm gonna go through you to get there. No, see, and that couldn't be farther from the truth. I am the most ask ask. I'm the most approachable dude out there. It's just that I have this look of. It's not. It's not our fault that you look like Ming the Merciless. It's true. I don't. And I hate it. I hate it. I'll get you a wig for the weekend. Hurling, hurling your bodies into the void. Uh, but yeah, just come up to. And another thing. Here's a big tip. If you are a gentleman who is, um, who has a regular woman, and you have plans to get married, or it's very serious, by all means, take your girlfriend slash fiance to a con and let her see part of your world. A lot of guys are very reluctant to bring a girl to a, a convention only because, you know, all the, the stigma attached to conventions. Do yourself a favor. I did this while I was going out with my wife, and it, it paid off big time because now she knows. She doesn't participate, but she is aware of of the the hobby and all, right. everything that goes along with it. And you, it's a good way. You know, you always get 
get that thing like, is she the one? Is this the right woman for me? This will help you find out because if she is accept, receptive to this kind of stuff, it's only going to make your life easier, buddy. Do it. Bring the women to the convention. And I'll tell you, if they're hot, you will get treated much better by certain artists, Howard Chaikin, than, than you will <laughs> by, by other artists. <laughs> so that's, yeah, bring the women. We like everybody. Yeah, we, yeah, we like the women, yeah. Yeah. If, if you see Vince getting ready to manhandle a, a 12-year-old because he's standing in front of him, that's probably Jeff Jones. <laughs> <laughs> that's nice. No. But, yeah, I can't wait. I love conventions for all the reasons you guys said. But the main one, and this is Mr. Neesman, is just being with you fools and being with all our friends. That's why I go. I can get oh, yeah. cheap I get cheap books anywhere. I can get trades and all that stuff mm-hmm. and, and, and vinyl wherever. It's just yeah. that, that whole camaraderie. The, 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 the friendship is worth way more to me than the paper. You know, and, and that, that was going to be my last piece of advice is that, you know, in, and, and not to – I don't want to short shift the uh, short shrift the retailers there because you know certainly if you see good deals pick them up. But in the internet age, you can always go on to Amazon or eBay or you know mycheapcomicbooks.com or whatever it is and find good deals. If it comes down to spending forty dollars for that omnibus edition. Or forty dollars for that piece of original art or or sketch. Go for the go for the art because that's the stuff that you can't find when you're not at the convention. Or if you do find it online, all of a sudden it triples in price. You can always find the old book, and you can't always find you know the sketch from that artist whose work you just fell in love with. So if you're into stuff like that, if you like getting sketches and original art, that kind of stuff, always, always go for that priority first uh, over the over the books at, at, at the shows. The, the book is always around. See, and, 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 and it's funny because Chris says good deals and books, and, and I think of, of Desolation Jones 1 through 6 for a buck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bastard. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I, I, on top of that, doing what Chris suggested not only uh, – gives you something pretty to hang on your wall or put in your portfolio. You're also, in in a way, you're also ensuring that that work that you love so much continues to be produced. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep, yep, and, you know, and, and yes, we know that there's fun to be had during the convention while you're around mm-hmm. everybody else. But just to reiterate that, yes, it is the after hours that I, I think – that's where the magic happens. If it wasn't for after hours at a convention, you wouldn't be listening to us. Very true. true. Very true. If it, was, it wasn't for that pain in the ass Neesman and his damn suggestions. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. <laughs> well, look, I love, I love, I, but I love Chris's reasoning, though. It's like, yeah, I, I, I said it. And then, you know, and it looks like David Dave and Vince were the ones that heard me, so. <laughs> hey, hey, what one more one more piece of advice because I could keep going on, but shut me up after this. Uh, if you are interested in sketches, uh, you need to buy a sketchbook. And, yeah, yes. Oh, and that was the other thing one. I wanted That's to say. Yep, yep. That's good uh, one. Yeah, a good and actually what what I've what I've been doing is I take a backboard and I shove it in the sketchbook. So this way, the the a lot of artists will. will sketch in, in marker but this way it doesn't bleed through onto the next page they have the backboard behind the page that they're sketching on so that 
it's a little bit more durable. I, I have a couple of different sketchbooks. Some recommend Spiral Bound. Some recommend, you know, so it, it, um, if, if you go to, um, uh, Borders, Barnes and Noble, whatever, there's a, a brand called Moleskine. Yep. And mm-hmm. they make absolutely beautiful, um, sketchbooks that, uh, come in a variety of sizes and, uh, they're, they're fairly, uh, aff- they're, they're, I don't want to say inexpensive. They're very affordable, um, but they're high quality. And uh, uh, I know it's something that Sal uh, has used at conventions, and you can get some um, – it, it's perfect size. But uh, be aware that um, if you get on a waiting list, you may have to leave your sketchbook at an artist's table. So it never hurts to have two sketchbooks because eventually you may fill up both of them so if you're going to have one you might as well have two in case you get put on two waiting lists with two different artists at least you know you're you're getting sketches done throughout the throughout the day yeah and 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 know what you want when Mm -hmm. you go up to the artist because a lot of times you know the the artist some are kind of funny like that but they they don't want (laughs) to guess to see what you might want in your sketchbook you know i and i i have a tendency to ask an artist for something that they don't get to draw too often they seem to and the artists i've talked to they kind of enjoyed not but you know if, if it's somebody like phil jimenez you may not want to ask for wonder woman since he, he's done that you know so it's just have have be creative i i find you know and and you end up finding something a little special when the artist is done mm-hmm. cool yep excellent suggestions gentlemen I got more comics to talk about. Want to talk about more comics? Yeah, one, yeah we got a one, couple. La- one last thing, though, Vince, before, uh, just because it ties right into what uh, David and Chris were just saying. Uh, have reference available. Uh, yes. Oh, good Especially one. Very if you're good. going to ask for something esoteric, like, for example, if you're going to ask Phil Jimenez, Phil Jimenez to draw Wonder Woman, he doesn't need reference. But if you're going to ask him to draw, uh, you know, the Demolition Man, well, he's going to need some reference mm-hmm. probably. So um, what I do sometimes is uh, if, if I if I have more than one, uh, if I haven't decided what I'm going to ask for when I go to the con, you can run to the to the dollar bins and find reference if you really need to. Like at New York Comic Con, I ran over and got dollar bin issues of a bunch of different characters and had sketches done of them. Mm-hmm. So, but just be mindful that if you're going to ask someone for something, they're going to probably need reference. Yeah, and, and a lot cool. of people will have um, a, a theme sketchbook. Ah, I love this. Um, you know, awesome, so man. if if your theme is Doom Patrol. You just have you know like photocopied reference of all the Doom Patrol characters, just so the artist knows knows what they're doing. But you know that's you know I, I you can go onto forums and ask people about their their sketchbook themes. And um, well, <laughs> there's someone who had uh, one. It was called Hungry Heroes, and it was just um, characters eating stuff. Which I thought was kind of a funny, a funny theme. But yeah, yeah you'll you'll see all sorts of different themes uh, about stuff. So like the, you know, the Batwoman sketchbook that the guy just got oh, sketches of Batwoman over and over yeah, and over. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. They, it can be yeah. a single character. It can be it can be um, characters in a, in, a, in a situation. Who is it that has the um, uh, uh, superheroes uh, fighting um, uh, presidents? Is that Crucy? That's it. Yeah, Zach. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's uh, you know, it's nothing like seeing the question fighting um, Van Buren 
I think crazy is, is Zach of, is one of the funniest fucking commissions I've ever seen in my life. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I've seen all sorts of, of different themes, and, and they're a lot of fun. And actually, I think a lot of a lot of artists um, are amused, and you'll get you'll get more interesting stuff whenever you have uh, a funny but not offensive theme. You know, because everyone knows about the uh, women covered in glue theme which, uh, <laughs> oh yeah mm-hmm. you saw my sketchbook it's awesome i love it <laughs> yeah yeah the, those a lot of artists will turn you away on those types of themes so not francesco <laughs> no no not francesco i need to make a mental note not to listen to you guys when i get my tax return back about all of those traditional comics from the website and started a dcbs <sighs> Jason, I read an anthology. You did? Yes, I did. Is it one that I've read already? Uh, I don't think so. Maybe, okay. but I don't think so. It's it's uh, from Dark from Dark Horse. I have the original issues. It was a four-issue uh, series, but because of TFA, Things from Another World's Nick and Dent right. sale, I got the oversized hardcover for a pittance, maybe five bucks. It, okay. it, it retails for nineteen ninety-five. Um, it's the self-proclaimed intestinal strength silliness. It's called Ooh. Scatterbrain from Dark Horse Comics. Scatterbrain. Mm-hmm. Listen to the guest list on this thing. It features a cover by Craig Thompson from Goodbye Chunky Rice. It's this uh, Rube Goldberg type mechanism where it's a human body and all the little organs are populated by tiny little characters and it looks like an amusement park and they're all connected. It's a very nice cover. But get this. This is crazy. Mike Mignola does a really different take on uh, Jack and the Beanstalk. It's oh, fantastic. Man. I hear that kid's going places. <laughs> yeah. He's got some chops, that Mignola guy. Killian Plunkett. Ooh. Canadian awesome dude Dave Cooper, Mark Martin, remember Mark Martin, oh, David? From, oh, come yeah. on. Craig Thompson, Linda Medley does a castle waiting story. Craig Thompson, Pat McKeown does a really good Gary Panner yes. uh, impersonation. Brian McDonald and Brian O'Connell. Daniel Torres is in here. Oh, shit. Yes, shit. James Kachalka <laughs> with, with a one-page monkey versus robot. We have Jim Woodring. An excellent story by Jim Woodring, uh, Bill Mayer, Jay Stevens from uh, Jet Cat and uh, Tuttenstein. Come on, you know who Dave St- uh, Jay Stevens is. More Craig Thompson. Evan Dorkin does nice. Fisher Price Theater, does 1984. Does it get any oh, better than Jesus that? <laughs> <laughs> um, Dave Cooper again. More Craig Thompson. Evan Dorkin's in here. Scott Morse does the uh, the Soul Wind creator does an ancient joe character from loud cannoli uh it's uh sergio roganes and oddly enough as much as i love sergio roganes and the story was written by mark evanier it's the weakest the weakest link in the chain kind of like an old ec o henry type turn at the end where this guy's married to a, a lepidopterist and he's he's sick of bugs uh leaves the wife can't take any well it doesn't leave her he, he kills her Leaves the wife. He's an astronaut and goes aboard the space station. And while he's on the space station, he thinks he 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 you know caught the brass ring. He's millions and of not millions, but uh, a lot uh, distance away from his his uh, dead wife, and doesn't have to deal with bugs. He's on the space station. He he uh, pitches for an extended stay, and 
just so happens that a crew of scientists come on the on board the, the space station, and they're all beautiful women, drawn in typical Sergio Rogan's style. They're 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 bootylicious, and and they have uh, nice accoutrements. And wouldn't you know, they're all studying the effects of zero gravity on bugs. Dun, dun, dun. You know, so it's like one of those one of those type uh, spins on the story. But the the neatest story, and it's the only one that uh, is ongoing across the four issues, is by Dave Cooper. It's uh, Pippin Norton. Have you ever seen Pippin Norton? No. no. Uh, oh, it's crazy. Um, Dave Cooper's style is very uh, unique to the artist. Um, he did Weasel for Fanagraphics, and unlike most of his work. This is all ages. This whole book is, is all ages story. So it, it would be very appropriate to give this to a teenager. I would think a, a younger child wouldn't uh, appreciate some of the humor. But this story is completely in my wheelhouse because Pip, the he's kind of like a rabbit type creature. He's definitely not, not human. But he wants this designer toy called a spinning Buddha. And he will do anything to get this toy. And what the story is, is Pip and Norton coming up with, they think, devious ways to make money. And it sounds pretty boring, but when you see Dave Cooper's uh, style and just uh, he's got a really cool um, cartoonish, very... Uh, it's unique to the artist. I, I don't know anybody who draws like Dave Cooper. Mm-hmm. Um, and he sets up a restaurant, and there's a cool little take on uh, Lady and the Tramp. He, he he creates a restaurant for dogs to make money. And wouldn't you know it, Lady and the Tramp come in uh, and kiss over a bowl of tripe. And it's dis- mm-hmm. it's disgusting, but it's it's typical Dave Cooper. Sweaty, sticky art. It, it's a great little series. If you see, if Tifa has another one of their legendary Nick and Dent sales and you see mm-hmm. Scatterbrain cheaply, Daniel Torres, come on. That's crazy. It's a T-Rex named Tom and his little uh, family that he kind of lives with. It's 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 very kid friendly. Uh, Jay Stevens is in here. You can't get too much more kid friendly than Jay Stevens. It, it's a great little series. Steve Parkhouse, who did the uh, Bo Jeffries saga with Alan Moore, he has a story in here of Red Archie, who's basically Archie. Uh, the the uh, Scottish version of Archie back in the medieval times. It's really cool. Uh, it's a lovely book. Woodring does a very existential story of a frog cowboy on the plains and his mystical dealings with a uh, strange cult. It's awesome. Scatterbrain. Get it. Linda Medley, Castle Waiting. Amazing. It's great. And it, like I said, it cost me five bucks. You'd be able to get the issues... If you pay a buck a piece for them, I'd be surprised. And it, mm-hmm. they're great. And and you, like all anthologies, you run the risk of some efforts being stronger than others. But sure, when, when you go the buffet, you don't need everything, right? I was going to say that's that's part of the uh, that's part of the thing with that with the anthologies is good and it's dark horse. So there you go. Word right. What else we got? I don't know, man. I will say, if you're not reading Empowered, you're missing out. Are you guys reading Empowered? Dude, I cannot. Fi- I I spent at least 45 minutes last night trying to find my first volume. I haven't read it in months, and I was going to, once you said that that's what you read, I was going to have it off to the side, and I, I, I don't know where the hell this fucking book is. Oh, man. Oh, all right, we won't get into it because David didn't read it, and I would like to hear your No, opinion. no, no, I read it. I just no. haven't read it oh. recently. 
Why is Adam Warren not a megastar in the comic world? Why is this guy not attracting the acclaim like the Romita Juniors and the, uh, the the big names? Why? He He's one of the best comic artists out there. He's got everything down. He's writing a Marvel book coming up. What's that? Uh, Galactica. The, the Galactus' daughter. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's writing that one. I think he might be doing the cover, but I know he's writing it. Oh, I saw that cover. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, in terms of... I know, but regular, ongoing... The visuals? The guy is fantastic. He really is. There's few artists that I would rank higher than... than, uh, Wow. Adam Warren is fantastic. It really is. That's that's heady praise. The guy's pencils carry it, because the Empowered books are all pencil. There's no inks. (laughs) Well, I I don't want to say that. There are sections that are inked, but only because he wanted to get a certain effect. But... Jason, you love the cheesecake. You need to read Impala. Yeah, I, this is on my on my list of things to try. Yeah. I mean, I just yeah, I just haven't had a chance You'll to. Get a kick out of it. She's a superheroine with image issues. She thinks she's fat yeah. and ugly and blah blah blah. And her power stems from the costume. Which, right, and the costume gets ripped. Right, yeah, and it then, constantly gets ripped, and she she's she's in every in almost every encounter she's put in a bondage situation. Where but now, is it just fan service, or does she actually bang it out, or what's the deal? She has a boyfriend, a uh, thuggalicious boyfriend, <laughs> who, who, was, who was once a minion of a, a nasty dude, but changed his his uh, wayward self for his woman. They're very much in love, and the, that's the thing about Empowered. It's booty and TNA and very much fan service, but there's a heart to it. Yeah, she gets semi-naked constantly, but he never reveals the entire... Right. Like, they never show you the naughty bits. There's one section where, because her her uh, costume is so form-fitting, that uh-huh. you can see everything going on underneath it, and he's like, sweetheart, I love you, but... You know your bush is really overgrown. You gotta take you got you gotta take yeah. care of that. So and and it's so Sold. no. Listen, it's so hot the way Adam Warren does it. He has her spread with the with the uh, shaving cream on her nasty area, and the dude is shaving her. And she's it was a part in the story where she wasn't too pleased with his actions. Like he banged out one of these uh, superheroes who gives her shit, and okay. she wanted nothing. So they were on the outs for a little while, but he was helping her out you know in quotes helping her out and uh he's shaving down there and he's like oh yeah i think you're you're pretty kissable and she's all sweating and she's like really you know he's like oh so he hits it but there's a heart to the book no really there it, it's not just oh, there, there's a heart to the book though really you have to read it they, they honestly love each other the guy changed his ways for the girl and and he's given her confidence to be the hero he knows she is e- even her team the the super homies they 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 look down <laughs> no really they they look down on her and they they think she's inept and a bumbler but she's really good at what she does if she'd given the chance to prove herself uh early in the first volume she's accosted by an alien who mm-hmm. um wants to bring her back to the the monarch of this this planet and he hits her with this this bondage it's like a some kind of mechanism that sucks you know it it, it tries to gauge whether she's good enough for their um their monarch and she wasn't because her ass was apparently too big so she keeps this mechanism mechanism and uses it against this demon lord and traps the demon lord within this this technology so 
it lives with her and her boyfriend in the apartment. So at, during certain scenes, the the demon lord will say like to the to the guy like, "Oh, you are so pussy whipped," and like these little one liners that it's a demon lord trapped in a belt and it lives with her. So there's like these little plot things that make it just it's so worthwhile to read and adam warren's art is astounding it, i can praise this guy for hours and never get you, you will never understand how good this guy is unless you experience his artwork he is unbelievable how good adam warren is the oh. j- just the tna is just uh, that's icing on the cake sequentially he's a master he's really freaking good and I, I know I'm not throwing too many adjectives at it because I can't find them. He's that good. Right, David? He is. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, David says he is. You right. bastards, you better believe it. No, he, he's very good. He's got all the bases covered. Uh, anatomy, just sequentials. He can tell a freaking tight story, yeah. and he makes you care about his characters. What more do you need? There it is. It's clean. It lo- you can. You can. Nothing is. I mean, we were talking about Temple Smith earlier, and 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 how he'll leave things up to the imagination. It, it, no, he Warren draws everything. It's a clean line. It's but there's detail. It, yeah, it's and so and great. what he'll do is because he they shoot from his pencils. He leaves a lot of the smudges in where his hand will go over a part that yeah. that he drew, and it just adds to it. It's so good. It's homegrown, and. Uh, like a good burlesque performer, he shows you just enough to get you going, and then he changes the scene. And there's a metatextual element to it, too. Empowered will speak right to the viewer during the chapter breaks because the stories are little bite-sized nuggets, maybe six to eight pages, and then she'll come on and talk to you, uh, to the reader, like, oh, my God, did I look fat in that last story? I didn't want to look fat. Was my butt too big? And you're like, sweetheart, you're perfect. There's nothing wrong with you. You know, but she has these image issues. It's great. Empowered. That gets my highest possible recommendation. It's awesome. Sweet. Yeah, it is awesome. Jason, I'm telling you, you would eat it up with a fork and a knife. And there's what, five? Five, five volumes. Five yeah. reads, yeah. Yeah, five volumes. And there was a one-shot that uh, Dark Horse right, is, right. is in, in the groove of doing these 350 one-shots. And, yeah, 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 yeah. It's great stuff. Oh, by all means, get it. You will not be disappointed. Any heterosexual male or even if you're not, you, you will get off on just the attraction between these two characters and, and what they do f- for each other. It's great. Sweet. Fugalicious. Word. Beefcake. There's some. Up. Yeah, you will. You, you'll love it. All right. It up. I think that's all we wrote. That's it. it that's yeah, it. That's it. Chris is falling asleep. What the F? I am not falling asleep. I was no? listening. How dare you? I wasn't too eloquent because I geek out. You know, I, I love art, but there are very few artists that get me all dampen the drawers adam warren is one of them i can't find oh, words to describe his art because i look at it and it's perfect the pout that she has her body language uh, the, the curves like he draws this he draws her bottom lip so pouty sometimes you're like oh she melts your heart it's awesome it's great and anyway this episode of uh what do you call this 11 o'clock comics <laughs> has has been brought to you by dcbs discount comic book service dcbservice.com is your one-stop shop for the most amazing discounts on the internets you will be astounded at at the amount off you can get on your books anywhere from 35 to uh 75 percent off if you noticed we've been getting like 40 percent off marvel dc and dark horse and assorted it's like 43 percent off now on some books yeah. Did you notice that? It's crazy. I'm, and Dark Horse trades always, are now 
forty percent off. They used to be thirty five. So. Yeah, don't don't even think. DCBService.com. Type it in. Go there. Always, always awesome. Fifty percent off specials every yep. month, and like seventy five percent off on uh, some new series. Like what the Shield um, yeah. is um, uh, the new Marvel series. Seventy is was it seventy five percent off for that first issue? You, you can get the first issue of Mike Allred's I Zombie for a quarter. A yeah. quarter. Where are you going? And, um, and because Zach Krusey, the main man at DCB service is a member of our forum, you can kind of sort of influence what books are going to get discounted. Kinda. Kinda. But don't let him tell you we said that. Don't tell him we said that. Yeah. But so they're, they're the best. DCBService.com. They're awesome. And in your travels, Man, you gotta read Empowered. You have to read this. Damn, I gotta order that. No, go out and get it. It's sweet. Black and white, beautiful. And on top of that, um, one, another, uh, comic book artist, writer, craftsman that I think is a master, and that's Paul Grist. Run out and get The Weird World of Jack Staff from Image Comics. So good. And now in color. Love it. It's awesome. It is awesome. Yeah. Um, today was an awesome day because the 12, Came back. <laughs> yeah. That's sort of kind of, yeah. Sort of. Anu- Chris Weston, baby. Read it because it was awesome. Yeah. The uh it, it's a one shot um um in the in the twelve universe and it's written and drawn by Chris Weston, so it fits right in with uh with everything. It's kind of a prelude story to uh to what happened. It's also awesome because you get to see um a lot of World War Two era Marvel characters, including a nice little cameo by one Nicholas Fury and the Howling Commandos. So uh How old is Nick Fury? Jeez. Well, they explain that. But yeah, that's I know. Real. But yeah, but check out the twelve spearhead because it is it is awesome and yeah. uh, and I the beyond it being a great story, the best part was seeing the last page where it says coming soon uh, the twelve issue nine. Are they up to issue nine? Seems right. Sounds about right. So yeah. coming soon, the twelve issue nine. So uh, looks like uh, looks like they're going to finish up what has uh, been one of my favorite books from from Marvel in the last couple of years. Cool. I'll probably talk about it next week. I didn't get a chance to mention it tonight. I read the first trade, uh, the anchor. Oh, from Boom. So from Boom, I'll talk about it next Boom. week by, by Phil Hester and Brian Trillo. Yes. So. Nice. It is good. Nice. With it, with a Chris Somney uh, uh, variant cover this week. Coolio. Mm-hmm. Chris is in. No, he's tapped in. He hey is. man, that's you know, don't miss, baby. That's right. Mm-hmm. Baby. Wait a <laughs> and uh, last but certainly not least, by all means, if you haven't already done so, start reading a hundred bullets, people. It's ridiculously oh. good. Yeah, uh, Riso. Senor Riso is magnifico. Yeah. <laughs> All I gotta say is Joe DiMaggio and JFK. Sorry. Yeah, that was such an awesome issue. <laughs> um, yeah, Jace, once you get done with that, uh, it, it's not nearly as, as awesome as 100 Bullets, but go back and check out, uh, the Johnny Double miniseries. Ooh. Oh, I was just gonna say that, you damn you. See? Uh, you know, uh, Vin, uh, you know what's going on, Vince? What's we're growing, we're growing closer together. It could, we, we are becoming of one mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now's the part where I get scared. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. But no, ch- check out the Johnny Double mini series. It's a. Uh, it's uh Was that the first Azarillo Rizzo? I uh, want to say work yes. together. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Four issue yeah. Vertigo mini series. Excellent. Yep. Came out yep. around the same time as Gangland. Mm-hmm. And and yep. and and the like, really good. Right? Yeah, it's pretty cool. All right, hey, thanks for being here. You know, we're gonna say it. We've been, we'll be here next week, same time, same channel. Join uh, us, please. Episode oh, one hundred. Check. Yeah, I, I, I was gonna say they could check the forum to find that information on that, but no. Oh uh, no, we. I think we should go into it here okay. because a lot right. of people. Well, I don't know if we, you wanted to. That's what and I'm we saying. know you're out there, people who do not visit our forum at forum.bullpenbulletinspodcast.com. Yes, next episode is the big 100, and we really don't like to do shit like this, but Chris, is, Chris had an idea, why don't we do a Ustream thing? So, if, if you have a webcam connected to your, your internet device and would like to join us next week, 9 o'clock, Eastern Standard Time. Real time. Real time, that's true. Hey, on, on Wednesday, we are doing a Ustream show. Yeah. And we and, would and, love and for clar- you to join and to clarify, us. clarify, you do not need to have a webcam because not everyone will be, it, it'll be the four of us that will be visible, but you can log in. <laughs> yeah, that's no, scary right there. It's, it's, it's true. But, uh, and, you, and you can log in to Ustream and we'll probably post on the forum and on Twitter to a direct link to it and you'll be able to um, hear us and see us during episode 100, but join the chat room there at Ustream stream so you can send us your questions and comments that we will um, um, chit chat about throughout yeah, the episode. Yeah, it's going to be a big free for all. I don't think yeah. any of us are going to read anything. Well, I mean, we'll read stuff, but I don't think any any of us are going to have anything planned for next week. We're just going to go in, have a big old comic gangbang, have a good time, have fun. As commune. opposed to every other week. Right. Well, we do have an agenda of sorts every week. It's just that other things creep up. And By we, meaning you. You. Yeah, yeah. I have an agenda. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So, yeah, please join us next Wednesday, 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on the Ustream thing. We'll be there. We're going to have fun. And uh, Jason will probably dangle his balls in front of his camera. Oh, that's for sure. (laughs) Oh, and and one last thing. Uh, To those listening, uh, be sure to... Uh, wish uh, Senor Niesman a happy birthday uh, oh, this week. Oh, thank you, Is sir. it really? Yes. What, are you, what are you, 39? <laughs> no. Oh, like that's Ouch. old. Ouch. All right, 37. Yes. Yeah. Oh, on on yeah. Saturday, right? Saturday, he's, Friday. He's, he's a few Friday. months oh, Friday, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I get a I get a special birthday um, birthday gift because I, I know talk, I think I'm talking to Mister uh, Mister Tom Fowler about uh, Mysterious. So uh, oh, I thought you were talking about your dinner at uh, Rick Bayless's place. No, that that's next week. We're gonna go to a Tumpla Bumpa, yeah, which will be good. Which you know what we we got to start figuring out our C two E two dinners and all that good stuff. Well, so, we gotta uh, take care of a few other things first. You know what I'm saying? Know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Credentials and all that shit, you know. Yeah. Oh, what's the, what's the care all that? Man, you are hot for those passes, man. Yeah. Oh, oh you're not. Wait, you're I am. Not? I really am. Yeah, I don't want to pay for this shit. <laughs> we will get that taken care of, but I'm thinking uh, uh, we'll do some Chicago pizza on that Thursday night. Nice. Like, I'll we'll bring a shovel. Get everybody. Get everybody, get everybody, get everybody fortified. Get some, I'm sick of that cake. <laughs> You know what? You know what? I can have I can have all you motherfuckers stopped at the border. All right? <laughs> That's nice. Yay! All right, eleven o'clock comics, episode ninety nine. We 
Oh, uh, we are dragging. We are out of here. Say yeah, bye-bye. Right. Bye-bye. Good night, everybody. We love you so much. We do. You said... See... <laughs> oh, shit, I'm drunk. Three beers and I'm drunk. Oh, <laughs> happy, baby. That's why during that Adam Warren thing, I couldn't think of a fucking thing to say. <laughs> You're like, titties and yeah. lips. Oh, no. You got to You got to read it. It's awesome. It is awesome. It I really wish they is. just put out like a. I'm so addicted to the shelf point now. I wish they he would just put out like a gigantic, like mega edition of it. I know, but that's how they make their money on the single. Volume. I know, I know. Yeah.